Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Hi, Chris. Yeah, good. You Chris. all right? Yeah, good. Good, good. For you uh, uh, not Patreons, uh, he's fat now, by the way, right? <laughs> he's fat. The little boy one is now fat. <laughs> been, you've been here an hour and that's all yeah, he's Yeah, we've just done a Patreon about. intro and you've just berated me for... Yeah, but some people might not be on, are obviously not on Patreon, so he's fat. I'm by the way, while fat. it's on my brain, we get a lot of messages, don't we? A lot, and a lot of them are piss takes, like, oh, just commenting on how the episode is. But some are very thought-provoking. Serious question. If you three had to fight each other, who would walk out of the room? And second question to Parky and Brownie. If you two were to fight each other and could bring a mate to help from teams you've played in, who are you bringing? Ooh. He's out the room early. No. Yeah. I'm with the you're a steer? Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the ankles. I, I've fight got, to the death. I've got a small window. A small if I can knock you to out in 30 seconds, that's it. But oh, after that, I've fatigued. Yeah, you, yeah. You've just I got think to... you let me and him go at it. Yeah. Wait, the stay out the way. Wait till fatigue sets in. Pick and up then the pieces. If you're left, I'm just like circling room. Tire him out. It is tiring, you know, wrestling. Have you ever wrestled? No, not really. It's really tiring. What about lads that you played with? Who's the hardest player you played with? What, for fighting? I think I might take Liam Lawrence, you know. Liam. Liam Lawrence chuck a right hook on John Eustace, the, the Birmingham manager, and and the sound were phenomenal. So I think I think I think I'll take Lenny. Yeah, well, Andy you? Griffin taking Griff because oh. if he's losing, he'll just do he'll just shit on you or something. <laughs> 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 he'll just turn to really be fair, dirty. That, that, that would affect me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not going to be in your hands, that's, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to really really cause me any distress. <laughs> Not I like getting shit on, obviously, but yeah, I think I think Lenny. Who would you want in your team if if there was a, a fight? Oh, we've had on him. the oh, we've had on the podcast. No, me and him first. Oh, on your team. Mm. Think endurance. Or... Yeah, I think you're coming with me. I'm not butter beans. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> butter beans. I'm 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 feeling it. Puffing and panting after five. Feeling before he lost his timber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a small window. If I can yeah. get my work done early, I, I'm fucking good to go. Don't let it go stale. Yeah. What about guests we've had on? Hardest guest? I think you've just used a phrase from Paddy. Paddy Lacey. No, I'm having Mick Hartford. Paulie. Paulie. Yeah. Oh, this fella today. Old <coughs> school, Bill Nicholas on the cobbles. Peter Swan. I reckon Swan is right could, up there. I reckon Swanee could chuck a right hook. Yeah, we've got a disclaimer for this week's episode because obviously there's a bit of chaos going on in the room. <laughs> Good old Zeus. Swan, Swan, Swan invited us to his office, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he does. Uh, he does that 
uh, home care, don't you? It's a family-run thing, isn't it? Yeah. He um, fetches his dog to work. Yeah, it would bring your dog to work there. And when we... Oh, shit. And it were a bloody big dog. When we said dog, we're talking more bear, aren't we? <laughs> like Turner and Ooch. I reckon it could easily go around in a sewer circus, couldn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was before it when he went, it'll be all right in here with us, won't it? <laughs> it just went silent. He needed his own chair. <laughs> he did. He'll <laughs> be all right in here, just won't <laughs> It were fucking massive. And it were drooling everywhere. I reckon there must have been 12 stoner dog. Easy. <laughs> the amount of saliva, man. Zeus. The man. gathering round here. Oh, aye. Yeah. Jesus. It was one of them which they were, they were stringy as well. <laughs> you don't want it on your clothing, do you? No. I don't like I'm, I'm, I'm Saliva's the one for me, you know. I don't like slaver. You know what I mean? Well, but I don't like human slaver. No, no I don't, don't like slaver at all. Just in general. Just in general, man, I just don't like slaver. It's thicker and all, and it? it's got a bit It's of a bit semen in it. it. Yeah. Yeah, after five or six. Is it salty as well? Salty. But it, were, uh, it, it took a bit of a shine to me, didn't it? <laughs> he took a bit of a shine to you because you kept giving him attention. I, I like dogs, don't I? I'm not leading them on as he was like stroking his neck. No, what I was doing, well, you'll see on video when you watch it, I was trying to hold him down forcefully without being forceful. Well, I was tickling his ears. And basically, in fact, fuck it, I'm taking Zeus in me. You know, for the fight. <laughs> Fucking Zeus is coming in with me. <laughs> Uh, so I would tell him, like, just keep him on the floor, and then next thing he'd be fucking latched on my face. I, my last thought I'd been shagging. <laughs> fucking scratches all over my neck and everything. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's lovely a, dog, mine. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, lovely. Belter. Um, in the, in the, unless you're taking any Christmas presents in the room, with you? Because uh, there's a bit that we need to explain, because I don't the think on the audio... Uh, basically, he at me out. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording. We're recording, and he just heard this. Hey, Hop, what's he doing? And Zeus is under the table eating his brand new hat for Christmas. <laughs> he was halfway through a story as well, Swanny Wanny. You were halfway through my hat by the time I'd seen him. Hey, Hop. <laughs> and then about 20, 30 minutes later, we hear this. And he's got your tub of snooze, and he's chewing that fucking under the table. So, so yeah, just, just a bit of context. Of Swanny just pissed his laughing, weren't he? The chaos that uh, ensues during this episode. Great story about Robbie Williams on here, by the way. There's some unbelievable stories in here. Yeah. Could, were you aware of Swanny before? I'm, Not really, no. Like, you heard, like, I played Warnock, golf. some some alternative... Uh, Warnock stuff. Views. Yeah. Plymouth. 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 I think that's the worst. You know, we've had lads on who've had bad times somewhere. That yeah. is the worst I've seen, I've heard about. Yeah, it was His bad. spell yeah. at Plymouth is the worst. Because mm. it weren't Full just... Full stop. In the dressing room and all, weren't it? Like, at least if... I had a shotgun at Blackburn, but at least I got an all right with the lads. Mm. Yeah. Imagine you, coming you thought, in. You thought so. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 come, but... Not speaking to, not speak to you now. <laughs> you come in from training, imagine just everyone just ignoring you. Yeah. Mad that, it's not isn't it? Nice, is it? I tell you what, this this uh, block of episodes as well. We've had uh, a lot of ghosts and ghouls. <laughs> remember, we had um, Jackie, Jackie McNamara said he oh, had to I get am. a medium in York City, and then we've got another one this week. Another it's two, another ghost. Yeah, lords are in there. <laughs> Riddles, we've never, we've, we've never had any before, <laughs> have we? <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just expecting Slimer to come through these curtains here. <laughs> We've never had any before, uh, have we? We've had two in a couple of weeks. Come on, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Did you see that comment about... Inundated with him. Um, I don't know if he just released the new episode, but somebody had put, I'm half expecting this guy to be on here today, and it was a picture of Keith Lard. Oh, but, oh, oh after... I hope she went a bit mad with that, you know. 
Did what, she? What, the, the wanker? Yeah, she's done. Well, I'm not surprised. You, did, you said she weren't good looking. Mm. Who went mad? <laughs> Katie? Yeah. Or? She was like, I said, oh, wanking dog off came up in intro. She went, you didn't, did it? <laughs> yeah. She said, I don't want to see it. Tell him not to put it on Facebook, so I don't want to see that. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> don't want to see it. <laughs> so I don't want to watch that. You're not uploading a video. I don't want to watch it. Too. By the way, it is. By the way, dog wanging for dummies. <laughs> by the way, it is quite. Uh, oh dear. There's quite a lot of friction with the two thimbles. By the way, let me tell you. <laughs> not thirty seconds off my PB. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, she weren't happy. We're not sure if the if anybody wants to buy a shit soap puppy, just let us know. Yeah. By the way, because I think we turned a few around, you know, with the with the intros, the, with the with the dog wanking. Got a few on board. A lot of people seem to enjoy it. It's not not good, really, is it? Who no. oh, fucking listens to these things? <laughs> I've never heard you snort. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. We've got enough of that. Like when comes in. Like you're eating an apple. <laughs> uh, we used to talk about football in the uh, intros. Now it's just, just dog wanking and ghost. <laughs> it's gone, isn't it? It's gone. I, mm. I need to um, issue an apology, actually, to uh, Patreon tier twos, because we were 40 minutes late with the um, with the upload. I think that's a, a sign of um, your high standards, though, because 40 minutes on a Sunday night isn't a lot, is it? Yeah. No. But it's the third time you've mentioned you, that to us. If you're waiting with bated breath, it is. Well, yeah. Well, I did think as well, because I went, I went to the pub to watch England, and then my mate said to me, who have you got on tomorrow? I was like, Daniel, and then shit, he just hit me. Because I get, I get it already scheduled, and I I just remembered I hadn't pressed it. Do you want me to take over that role? So I had to... I, I had to I ran home with six pints of Guinness in me, sprinted. <laughs> Bet that was quick. <laughs> it was it. What time do you normally schedule it for? Six o'clock. So it was in the middle of the game anyway. No wonder you're playing the game running. as well. Yeah. Oh, no wonder you're playing There's still time on clock. I hope you appreciate it. Six yeah. pints of Guinness on a Sunday afternoon, you're going to put timber on. Especially it, after your dinner and then you wait <laughs> for a burger later on. 700 calories a pop. Yeah. No, yeah, so I apologise to the uh, Patreons. Because um, obviously tier twos get it 24 hours early, so you only got it 23. 20 minutes. But I did my best. Don't beat yourself up about it, Chris. Oh, I, I'm going to let you off this once. Thanks. Bigham. means a lot, that. Do you see someone's um, edited Leon's Wikipedia? Well, you know that's not me because I've got no idea how to do that. Three foot 11. Height. Generous. They give him a couple of, <laughs> a couple of inch, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to edit yours now as well to 110 kilograms. Five foot I'm six, not laughing at that. Five just, foot six, 110 kilograms. I'm laughing at the pettiness of them. We also had a message about uh, VPN saying every time we mention it, I just look like a rabbit at headlights. Well, yeah, you've been busted, haven't you? As if people think that I don't know what I'm doing with VPN. And oh, that. you do, though. I've seen you using it. It's almost slanderous, Yeah, some of the comments. Hurtful. Because I, uh, I was watching in, in Qatar, I was watching Coral and that, weren't I? Yeah. Tipping point. I think you were saying you, you don't watch football, but we know that oh, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't watch football. Oh, you watch all good, all good oh. series, though, don't you? Yeah. Well, Neighbors, if you don't know, Omnibus. NordVPN is the best VPN service in the business, and you can get a heavy, heavy discount just by following the link in the description or going to www.nordvpn.com slash kosh, and you get that discount. And 
you know, you can watch programs that are uh, abroad. Streaming services. All your streaming services, you can get them cheap. You know all this about the, the, the security and the... Just bank. tell yeah. us anyway, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, your, your bank details, your addresses, your passwords. You don't want people getting the, the mucky mitts on him, do you? All these uh, hackers. Mm, fraudsters. Can't get in with NordVPN. Lock and key. Yes. So, yeah, all you got to do is click on that link in the description and you get a heavy discount, like I mentioned. Heavy's featured a lot today, yeah. aren't I? Yeah. Is, is the discount as heavy well, as me? you? <laughs> <laughs> is the discount as heavy as you are? Let's get him in there. Zeus! Come on, Zeus. one of Robbie's mates, John. Yeah, but, but before we get started, if anybody can hear like a... <laughs> it's not me. John's got a bag of crisps. It's, yeah. it's, it's not me. We've got a fucking... Is hungry. We've, got, we've got a fucking 12 stone round under the table here. <laughs> What's the jumping on and it's, got, it's got a bone. What's he called? The, I hope it's the bone Zeus. Zeus. He looks like a Zeus. Oh, Jesus <laughs> We're gonna have to send you dry cleaning bills, Swanny. No problem. I look like I've been in a bukkake. <laughs> Don't think you could afford one. <laughs> I think this is class as one of Robbie's proper friends. Yeah. I think we're me and him you're, are just acquaintances. Clinger on. Hang yeah, hang on. <laughs> but you've getting to know him personally, haven't you? I have done over the over the three years at Port Vale, definitely. Three nightmare years with him. Babysitting him, fun, laughter, tears at times. Um, used to look after my boy when we used to go out. So I used to babysit George, my son, when we used to go out. Um, but some funny stories, some that I, I thought I can't even think of telling again because I'm just hoping they'd never happened in my dreams, but they did. <laughs> um, but we had a funny one once where we'd been out probably a week before. Then on a night out, I remember his mum saying, well, how much money taking out? So I said, I'm 100 quid just in case we end up in casino. And Rob said to me, well, you owe me 40 quid from last week. So, so I take 60 out and you give me the 40, so I'll have 100 pound each, we'll be fine. Yeah, no problem. He says, but I need my card. So his mum gave me a card, said, let's stop some money on the way through. So driving through a little place called Stone down in Staffordshire. So I've gone out, gone to the hole in the wall, got me some money out, got me my money out. He says, can you get me 40 quid and a balance? So I went, yep, yeah. so... Got his money, balance, got his money, got back in car, give him his balance of his money. And as we're driving off, he looks at me, he says, Swanny says, uh, what does it mean? 647DR. I says, what? He said, 647DR. I said, that tells you you're overdrawn, in my eyes. He went, fucking hell. He says, I've told you, I said, my management said, they're not looking after me, right? I said, Rob, the problem what you have, you want to be a footballer like me. I went, yeah, this has never happened for you. I says, um, yeah, have a look at mine. He's going, fucking hell. How well are you doing for yourself? I went, that's fucking yours, you silly cunt. <laughs> 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 Well, Just the fact that he was oblivious that he might he uh, might yeah. be. Six hundred quid overdrawn. It shows them that the, probably them the top end don't know what's going on. But when <laughs> asked for the asked for the fucking the balance, the machine started screaming. It's like don't like zeros <laughs> to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Where would he have been in career wise then, 
that that's post take that is that like entertaining that kind that, of yeah i met him first at a pre-season game against newcastle under lime i think it were played and it was, i just finished played half a game like you do pre-season i've gone to the bar which you do supporting your team um sat about he was sitting behind us and someone comes introduced to us and then from then on we just hit it off like you say you've have you not you met him but you spoke to him he's a diamond of a lad people have got all perceptions of him who he is what he's done but he wants to be one of us he wants to be down to earth the fun you used to have with him jokes he'd just go out and start he's singing in pub and darts i think he even played in his darts darts league one one night when we took him out but they're just one thing after another and wherever he went there was always something happening yeah it's better as a as a as a kid, a lovely kid. If you're wondering why there was a spare seat, <laughs> here we go. That's exactly why. Zeus is in the building. <laughs> Zeus is in the building. I might, have, <laughs> I might have done Zeus a disturbance. He's 14 stone, to be fair, not 12. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Bez there, John Beresford. You played with him from a young age. Never played with Bez. No, we ended up, I met Bez um, through Rehabilitation Centre. I don't know if you ever come across that down in Staffordshire. We've spent more. Does he get horny, Juice? <laughs> How horny is he? <laughs> he's getting aroused. I can see from here. If he licks you, Juice is aroused. Get more than a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've known, known Bez since we're like under nines, tens, playing against some Sheffield boys and Leeds boys. So that's what happened from then on. We always seemed to play against each other. He was a centre half at the time, I was centre forward. So that's how I met them. We went to his rehabilitation centre. Then we just, from then on, we just kept in touch for well, still until today. Anybody think? Well, anybody just tuning in will think you've lost a bit of timber. There's no need for that. Uh, no, no, no need at all. You were, were you good mates, aren't they? They'll lift his heart. It's getting even X-rated, isn't it? That's why it's under the cross because it's under the table. Put it away, there, man. You're embarrassing me, that thing, aren't You were good mates with Don Goodman, though, were you yeah. growing up playing? Growing up, yeah. Where we are now, where you've come in, the football field there, there was um, my mum and dad set up, my mum set up because she had the news agents. They set up a football team to get us off the streets. And we played over there. So the me and Don Goodman played, and a lad called Jimmy Irving, who went on to play for Ulkea and Matey and Johnson, the best mate, he went on to play for Unslit. So out of the 11 players in that team there from around here, four of them became professional sportsmen, which is it's strange, hard to believe, but that's what happened. But Don used to be my dad's paper boy, but I won't say he was probably the best footballer at that time, to be fair, because like I say, we'd, we'd sometimes turn up with 10 men. And Don's best position at that time was the sub. <laughs> well, with ten. Still, even with ten, mate. We'll play with nine. I had the hit behind the in goal. <laughs> stood on the bench. He did all right for his but He did all right for his <laughs> What a diamond of a lad he is. How did you end up at Leeds then? Um, again, it's just through like anybody else. When the, you're growing up through the youth, I signed when I was 14 as a... It's like apprentice, not apprenticeships, is it? It's schoolboy forms. So I signed schoolboy forms at 14. Um, we had a right youth team when we got to 16. Like in our youth team, probably there was like, we had Dennis Irwin, who went to play at Man United. There were Terry Phelan, left back. John Scales, centre half, went on to play. Won the FA Cup with Wimbledon. Midfield, we have Dave Batty, Gary Speed, um, 
Chez, who were just probably leaving us, Scott Sellers, Tommy Wright. So the youth team had some right quality, and that was like Eddie Gray's kids that he brought, uh, Billy Bremner's kids that he brought through. So, yeah, it was a great upbringing, to be fair, with them sort of players around us. They've all had top, top careers, haven't yeah. they? I know, we're thinking, where did I go wrong? <laughs> say it before well, you. Were you that sub? <laughs> I were doubled. <laughs> <laughs> was it Bramner that gave you your debut, though? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, he gave me my debut, Eddie Gray. So at that time, they were going through managers who like, brought the old ex-players in. They had Alan Clark, Eddie Gray, then Billy Bremner. Um, Billy that gives us his debut. And I think I blame Billy for me drinking, to be fair, because before every game, he'd stand at the door with a bottle of whiskey. So, like, all the players were going out just having this nip of whiskey, just take the edge off. And I'm like a young kid, 19, 20. I thought, oh, I like the taste of that. So I'd go back at Q again. And have a long <laughs> Get out there, see how you feel. <laughs> but yeah, he used to stand there with whiskey. But as a manager, man to man manager, um, get the best out of players. It was brilliant. A tough upbringing, coming through Leeds with a with a senior pros. Um, I wouldn't say a tough upbringing. Um, you look at some of the players that brought me. I was like Norm Nutter used to get me out on afternoons, show me how to tackle. Thank you. Cost me a fortune down the line. Um, <laughs> when you say show you how to tackle, is it dark arts? Yes, yeah, dark tackle? arts. How to get away with it. Yeah. And then also then I had Kenny Burns. Remember Kenny Burns? Mm. Kenny Burns, Peter Barnes, these players, like I said, the proper old school coming to the end of the career, but you could learn so much Passing off them. Passing on the knowledge. Yeah, there was quality to learn from them sort of players that's played at the top level. And people say to me, was it a shock when you made your debut and things like that? I say, not really, no, because in my head as a kid when I left school, I had the job to go to Leeds when I was 14, <laughs> then at 16 I left school, so I thought that was my next step. Then when I Got to 17, I signed my first professional contract, which in my head wasn't a shock because that's where I'm aiming for. And then your chance comes to make your debut, so it wasn't a shock because I'd, I'd worked to get there in my head. That's where I was going to go. So people say, oh, you're lucky and this and that. Yeah, I probably want the best, but I've worked hard on what I, what I had to get to where I've got, where a lot of people would love to do that. And like I say, I'm privileged to have done what I've done in my career. Cause I, I knew my standards, I knew my level, I knew I was never going to be a top played top um, league, but what I, I knew in my head what I wanted to do in my life is give it the best and enjoy myself. And you'll probably find out today with some of the stories that's what I have done. If I'd probably put more time into my football than enjoy myself, I might have got to top level. <laughs> We're like fucking two peas in a pod spot. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> but we enjoyed it. Exactly. This is the main thing. Gary Speed, your boot boy? Gary Speed was my boot boy, yeah. Um, again, diamond of a kid, and I wrote a book few years back and asked him to put a bit in it um and now when i've looked back after we've lost gary there's a, a bit a couple of lines in there which i look back and i that sting that stand out to me and he says um when when i came to leeds swanee put his arm around me and protected me and it brought a lump to me throat still thinking about it now thinking what did he mean by protecting him what do you mean by looking after him and it just plays over in my mind now, thinking, what's happened? Mm. It might be nothing, but it's just how I read into yeah. it. Yeah, you don't realise the influence. That nah, and what a lovely lad, and he kept saying, I wouldn't let him do my boots, because he was even younger than me, he was a better player than me, and I'd go on stand in the boot room and we'd do it, each other, I'd do my boots, and I'd help him do his. 
And we sit, and he'd kept saying, when do you think I'll get my chance? When do you think I'll get my chance? And I just remember saying one day, look, when you get your chance, you'll take it and you'll stay in the team for as long as you want. And then his record, the stats go on to show that he won a, you know, the most appearances in top league, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, lovely lad, I say, and it's so sad to see what's happened, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Some, like, you've set up at Leeds then, the players that come through and that. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, so were you, you know, like in your youth team, were you like good? If you know what I mean, were you like one of the best? No, not in my, in me as a me as a player. No, not when you've like just reeled them sort of players off. I was like hanging in there. So, it, and it's strange because he's like, I'm a centre half. I'm a centre forward. As a kid growing up, I signed at Leeds as a centre forward, but I made probably more three, four hundred appearances as a centre half. And it was things Eddie Gray that put me at the back. He fancied me as a centre half where. Stan Turner, he liked him as a striker. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting that off him. I've been fucking. I've been Zeus. You might as well have it now. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'll do it Hold up. <laughs> Time out. Come here, big and take it, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a different material that he was chewing on. I could just hear it. I thought, that's not born, that. Oi, come here. <laughs> Did Rose get you that? He's been Zeus. I prefer to wank anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have that bigger. Uh, not good for you. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Should we get him out? Do you want him out? <laughs> He's provided a lot of entertainment. <laughs> he doesn't normally chew stuff. Not off of his bone. Well, if he licks your ears, he's going to get hard on. <laughs> if he licks you, you were being serious when you said that. That's a lies. If he licks your ears, he's going to get it hard on. <laughs> Crayola's out. I'll take, I'll take it out of my feet. <laughs> That's new, that. <laughs> oh, dear. Did he used to uh, crown ring up bowling? Billy Bremner. Billy Bremner, yeah. Yeah, on a Friday. Fridays, before games on away trips, you used to partner up or put your money in, five or whatever you, and then well, one day he had, a, he had a, a mate called Herbie who was a jeweller and he had a false eye. So Ian Snodding and Bremner were like that. So Herbie come down and he'd like, he couldn't play because he'd, he'd lost his his glass eye. But unknown to them, the gaffer would give it to Snod and they use it as a jack. And he's looking for his eye and it's like everybody's trying to run the ball. Yeah. So on away trips, he'd just find like a random bowling club. Wherever you were? No. Is that what you mean? No, he'd take their own balls like carpet balls, or little smaller ones, and wherever you were having something to eat, they'd find a room big enough to roll it 20 yards or something. Used, how did the Nicky's black... Just not going to his room. Drop, drop. It's easy to get in someone's room, isn't it? Just nicked his eyes. Oh, so he'd just it. take it out to sleep? Yeah. Put it outside. I just robbed it. You can use it as a jack. <laughs> 
What a bastard. <laughs> Sometimes they throw quite hard, don't they? Could have smashed yeah. it. And I remember one at game, before four, one at big games. It might have been one at playoff games. Billy's coming, she's right, got team talk here. Herbie's going to give you team talk. And this is the, the jeweler giving us a team talk before, I think it might have been one at playoffs. Actually stood there and he was a really emotional bloke anyway. And the passion he showed getting over to the players and which it meant to him and all the fans and black. It was mint. You know what I mean? He was did, the, did the job? Yeah, we got a beat 4 0. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they were only crying out to one eye. <laughs> but yeah, the pass was nothing to do with his team talk. It was mint. It, was, but it did well, did Bill to come out of that. <laughs> was that his way of just relaxing the lads? He went about yeah. man management and stuff. I think that's where his revy days come into it. That's what they must have used to have done. Things like that. So he brought a lot of that to us, which to have him as a manager, like I say, his man to man management skills yeah. are brilliant. Because I think Don Revy did that, played. Played Cranberry yeah, Bowls and, he, and all things yeah, like that. Yeah, he brought it in as like carrying on the mantra. Did you get on with Shez? Shez, yeah. Strange, stranger Shez. Cards close to his chest. Nice bloke. I'll tell you a story about Shez before, just before I got married. It was one of them where mum and dads won't let you move in together. Old school was my parents and future wife's parents. So I bought this house in the middle of Stag Do. About seven of us gone around Wakefield. I said to Chef, stay ours if you want. I said, yeah, no problem. But you've got to remember, no one's been in his house. He's immaculate. So fine. I said, I've only got one bed, but you can sleep on the sofa downstairs. Yeah, it's fine. So come on, a few beers, kebab, back home, go to bed, come down in the morning. Come on, Chef's training. Looks in the front room. A massive fucking turd right in the middle of the fucking carpet. Chef's, what the fuck have you done? So fucking move in on Saturday and you fucking shit him. Fuck off, it's not fucking me. How can you fucking say it's me? I says, well, it's only me and you now. Says, it's your fucking dog. It's your fucking dog. Shit it. So she says, I don't have a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse for a dog. And I'm not going to come from upstairs downstairs to have a shit in your own carpet. That's a blame. Oh, carpet. Carpet. It's oh. a clean carpet. If I'm going to shit in any carpet, it's my bedroom carpet. I'm not coming downstairs <laughs> to do it. And still to this day, it won't them. So we're moving in, like I say, on the Saturday. So I had to get a rug. This is not like rugs. Not a carpet. Not a carpet cleaner. A rug. I didn't just leave shit there. No. Why would you get a carpet cleaner? <laughs> so try clean up, but two blokes trying to clean the stain up's not going to work, is it? So we've got a rug just to cover the stain over to get away with it for a couple of weeks at least. Anyway, then until she saw it and went berserk, and I had to tell her who it was. But he's still adamant they want him. I can imagine, depending on the consistency, you, you might be just smearing it in a bigger patch. I think you're better off trying to clean it later once it's settled. Let it dry. You mean put it dry, dry on, on it? <laughs> get it dry, get it out and pick it up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet it weren't as big as your fucking shite Zeus, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it will be in morning. <laughs> Come out with an hat on. <laughs> Did you... Uh, you know, he said he spoke highly of Bremner. Was it just chalk and cheese with Wilkinson? With me and Wilkinson, yeah. Or just management styles, getting well, the best out in. of you and he what have you. He came in and like I say he went on to do big things, didn't he, at Leeds, which was brilliant. But at the time when he came in, it was like, it was way ahead of what's going on, really, because he used to give, like, protein tablets out and his training methods are all different. And But for me, what happened was Eddie Gray had gone to Hull and I loved Eddie Gray. 
So I wanted to go. Johnny, you're leading him on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Zeus with a direction. I'm like fucking Keith Lard. Sorry, Swanee. Stop it. Yeah, so it was way advanced, I thought. And then, but when Eddie went to Hull, and obviously I mentioned, would you like to come and play for me at Hull? I'm like, well, yeah, I'd love to. So the opportunity came where it was transfer deadline day and Wilkinson pulls me in. But before that, before he pulled me in, the week before, so I hadn't been playing for Leeds. But I, I used to run a team called Rothwell Town just up the road. So the lad said, why do you come and play for us? 20-year-old, like, a three-year contract lead as well. Playing a false name. So I went, yeah. So I played this Rothwell Town, 1-1-0, penalty. I'll take it. One of many best kids at school. I'll take it. Take it, 1-1-0. Loved it. Following week, it threw me back. It threw me in randomly against Notts Forest in Cup. So one week I'm playing Rothwell Town up on field. Next week I'm playing down at Forest Ground. Two weeks after that, transfer deadline comes. And it's like, <laughs> Rothwell, I've put a bit in. He says, um, <laughs> Would you fancy coming over? So whatever. I says, um, Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, Wilkinson got me in. Well, get you sent over there then. He said, They want you. I said, Well, I had no agent though. He says, Well, what do I ask for? I think we're on like 400 quid a week at, at Leeds at the time. He said, well, go and ask for like 500 quid, ask for 10 grand sign-on fees, this, this, and this. So it, I've gone over, and it's like 2 o'clock, half 2 in the afternoon. So I went over, had a chat with Eddie. As I walked in, he said, look, this is all we can offer you. And they were paying 200 grand at the time, which to Hull at the time was a record signing. So back 36, 38 years, probably a, a bit of money. So it was a bit of money they were spending, but all they were going to give me was like a 50 quid rise and 5 grand a year sign-on fees. And I thought, that don't fit right. Not from what? Wilkinson told me to ask for. So anyway, so I said, no, I can't sign for that. Let me think about it. So you ain't got time to think about it. So well, I'm not signing for that. So I went home and there were no mobiles at the time. So I got home and mum said, Wilkinson's been up phone for you. Or Mr. Wilkinson's been up phone. She says, you need to ring club straight away. So I run club. She says, um, what's happened? I said, well, I'm not signed. She said, well, you best get yourself down here now. And I only live at Topper Road. So I'm only seven minutes away from Ellen Road. So I've gone down to Ellen Road. Walked in. As I walked in reception, Gordon Strachan sitting in reception. And I'm like, hi, Gordon. I says, um, Pete Swan, please me. Not thinking it's transfer deadline day at all. What, what are you doing here? He says, um, I'm signing today. I went, oh, fucking brilliant. It's like being a Leeds lad. I thought, Gordon Strachan coming here. He says, um, what? He says, I'm only signing if you go to Hull. I said, well, I'm not off to Hull. He went, you probably are. I went, how do I get to Hull then? Because they haven't given me enough money. He went, and Gordon says, look, what you do? You go in there. Ask them for 10 grand to fuck you off. I went, I can't do that. So he said, they're going to have to do it. Because like I say, they're signing me today. So I've walked in, Wilkinson's, right, what's happened? I said, well, they haven't given me the money I wanted. He said, but if, if you want me to go, you'll have to pay me some money to go. And they're like, what are you on about? And then the chairman, Liza Silver in there, there was manager, Mick Hennigan, they're all walking around. I was sitting on this sofa. It's like, I won't say intimidating, but they're walking around trying to get Gordon to sign. So I went, well, Simple as I said, I said, how much do you want to go? I went, 10 grand. And I couldn't believe I'd said it. What around? I can't give you that, we'll give you five. I went, no, I want 10 grand. Just settled on it and says, yeah, we'll give you. And out of that 10 grand, they took out my club suit money. They took out my track suit money, a fine 20 quid a year. So we'll send it in post to you. So the best thing for me, for Leeds, was me leaving Leeds because two years later, they won't go in Premier League or Old First Division. Yeah. If Strachan's in the building, 
you're holding all the cards there, I think, because they're not. Imagine going to Gordon Strachan and saying it, it can't happen. Mm. He's not. Gonna, they're not going to turn him away, are they? Well, that's what so whatever Gordon you ask for, quality for yeah. me. Yeah. End of the day, would you have even thought of that? Like, no, as a young I, I, I twenty twenty one, that it was transfer deadline day. In it, for instance, why is he at Ellen <clears> Road? Because he was massive, wasn't he? He's not massive, he's only that big, but he was <laughs> as a footballer, he was massive. And I thought, I didn't cut on that. But when they said it was get the money they were getting for me, they were buying him. I thought, you did, like you said there, the cards are in my hands, really. I can guess what I want. Probably should have asked for more. Yeah, I'm asking for 20. I'm getting down to 15. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to leave? So if they said it, it, it wasn't going through, would you have been half happy with it? No, or did you I, want didn't, to play? I didn't like Wilkinson, how, how he was. Um, I'm an easygoing sort of person. But, you know, someone just niggles away at you. And I think the main pull was Eddie Gray. He was the main pull. And I always said if throughout my career, I signed for managers rather than clubs. I signed for people. Um, so if they sold themselves to me, regardless what name was above the door, obviously it depends what league and level was that, I'd do that. I'd go with the manager. Big money then for Hull. 200 grand, yeah. Massive money. Um, I think week before it, they broke it with like, signing a lad called Ian McParland from Notts County. So they threw all at it, did all. And the first year, I think it was, got them relegated. So. <laughs> <laughs> signed for Hull, signed for Leeds when I was 14, they got relegated. <laughs> signed for Hull, they got relegated. Went to Port Vale after a year. They got relegated. <laughs> and I thought, fuck this, I'm off miles away. I went to Plymouth and get these out of this league somehow. Fucking dinner. Got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> so I start looking in the mirror thinking, fucking hell, it must be you. <laughs> it must be you. <laughs> so you think Gray signed you as a centre-half or centre-forward? Eddie Gray signed me centre-half, loved me as a centre-half. Because Billy Whitehurst was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Billy Whitehurst were there as well. Andy Payton, most selfish footballer ever come across. You get beat 7-1, he scores the one, you've let me down, you lads. Oh, I didn't give a shit. He scores goals, but you'd have him in your team every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was one of them. But like I say, after Eddie Gray came, um, they brought in a bloke called Colin Appleton. I think he lost something like 8 out of 12 games. And then they brought Stan in. Stan Turner, for oh, my days. So what happened was he was taking over on the weekend, on the Monday, but he turned up at the game on the Saturday, which he shouldn't be involved in. We were playing Bradford away, and there was, like, say, me and Billy and Andy Payton up front. 15 minutes into the game, stands come from the stand, come down. Next thing, referee's blunt whistle substitute. Looked across. No, it's an early substitution. Swan is you, you're off. I went, what? 15 fucking minutes in, not even had a touch, you know what I mean? So goes off, I'm fucking fuming. First time I've met Stan. So I'm having a go as I'm coming off. So I go into the dressing room at Bradford, went into the corner, went upstairs, went to the bar, which you do. Console yourself, two or three beers, half time he's getting it. Going to half time, shut the door, get out, see me on Monday. Don't want to speak to you, see you on Monday. So all that weekend I spoke to a couple of lads and just got to know a bit of background of who he is and what he's like and what he don't like. Don't like dogs. Scared of dogs. So my thoughts on Monday morning, I'm taking my dog training. <laughs> <laughs> so I set off to training. At this time, you think that's big. I had this 12 stone Great Dane, massive, that stood up, it was head was above me. So I took it training, pulls in, get him out, put him up lead. 
<clears throat> walked in down corridor and a real narrow corridors out of the uh, proof park and manager's office was halfway down. So gone up, knocked on the door. Come in. Sit down. Open door, took lead off. Shut door. Let's send dog in. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds. I'm sitting there. I stood outside 30 seconds. <laughs> I know what he's, exactly what he's going to do. I know what he's like. And if he, if he moves, I know what he's going to do. <clears throat> Left 30 seconds. Put my head round. He's got him pinned up against the wall. <laughs> and his head's above him. And his paws on his shoulders. His head's above him, behind the back of his desk. Like, same colour as the wall, drip white. And I went, whistled him off, come and sat next to him. Went, you took the piss out of me on Saturday. I'm doing the same here. And he couldn't answer me. He couldn't talk. He was great. That's the first time I've seen him speechless. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Let's just go back here. So, <laughs> so Stan's not even involved in the game. No, but he was taking over on the Monday. But he's come down after 15, dragged you. Yeah. Don't want to speak to you till the Monday. Yeah. You thought, i tell you what. Make a good impression. I'm taking a fucking great day, innit? <laughs> Do the background, Jack, first. Found out you don't like Found out you don't like dogs. He might like dogs. Tickling dogs. The Jimmy and that. And I'll do that. <laughs> do you not think this could go drastically Terribly wrong? wrong? Yeah, but in my head, what does what they do? You've got to take drastically wrong. To sell you. You make some more money. In my head. Do you think you half respected it, though? Yeah. He signed me twice after that. How did you redeem that? Kept bringing his dog into training. Am I playing? Am I playing Saturday gaffer? No. Uh, You'd be seeing uh, fucking uh, swinging the lead. You'll be <laughs> seeing, swinging the lead in training. Am I playing or not? <laughs> but no, honest. After that, he told me the reasons why he did it. He didn't want this up top. He didn't want to do this. Then Billy went on to Sheffield United, and he said, "Look, I want you to play up front with Andy Payton." And again, that's the year we got relegated. But me and Pates between us. We scored more goals than West Ham that got promoted. So he just loved me as a striker. And then later down my career, I played six years then at different clubs as a centre-half. And then he took over at manager at Bury. And I was at Burnley and he rung me to say, look, I want you to come and play for me. But if you come playing for me, you're playing as a striker, not as a centre-half. But as a manager, <clears throat> he was brilliant. Absolute. For me, he was, because he knew how to get the best out of me. He knew what, I had, what he had to do. And I'd run through brick walls, I'd have, in, I'd have injections for him and blah, blah, blah. I'd do hope to play for him. And I think he respected that. Four at games, we played Middlesbrough away. And I'd gone for an header and flicked it all on. Lads come, caught me, split my eye. And straight away you felt warmth, don't you? So I'm laid down when the lads comes like, so I just don't move. So the, it, the, the corner there had flipped over. So physio comes on. But before the game, I'd have to have three injections in my heel. And the injection, the needle went in my heel, broke. So they had to slice them open to open it to get the needle out to go back in. So I was in agony with my foot anyway. So once my eye had done, I'm like a relief. I thought, oh, I'm just coming off. I'm coming off. They're like 25 minutes to go. So I come off and laid in the in the treatment table. Doctor comes down, starts stitching it up. So I'm laid there. I'm just, I'm in agony. My body's in agony. My heel's killing me because you're running awkward. It's your groin, other side. So everything's aching. My head's pounding. And I'm laid there, so I'm just glad I'm off. And then I heard the door open and some footprints, and I thought, I know what that is. I know what it is. And he come up and went, have you finished, Doc? Put his arm under me, 20, 20, give me another 20. So I had like six stitches in, my heels throbbing, my groin's killing me, so I'm like, somehow <laughs> run back on pitch to play the last 20 minutes for him. And I've come off, I couldn't see. It was like 
I had gone all over, come off, and then it made a point out of pointing to me, I want 11 of these on my team week in, week out. So I think it threw me back on to prove a point to the players that he can do it, we all can do it. So, but then, like I say, he signed me twice after that. It's mad, isn't it? He's actually left the game, by the way. I know. He's going into the dressing room. I'm just going to go and get Swanee to come back out. To be that brutal and people still love him. Because it was Glenn Little, wasn't it? was saying, at the time, when you're in it, he was like, this is awful, this is terrible. And he'd gone, I think he might have gone to Reading or something, he was like, I miss Stan. I miss, <laughs> I miss being showered. I miss that thingy every day. Yeah. He used to run everything from your food you had to the hotels to the bus, everything he had. He was in charge of it all. Nobody would take it or he would be in charge of it all. Imagine being a centre half back then and seeing Swan and White, Whitehurst up front. You're getting sent off, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, aye, early doers. Five minutes, early doers. <laughs> Might as well play against fucking Phil and Grant, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and Peggy up right wing instead of Peyton. <laughs> I take you didn't move over there, did you? Did you stay here when you played at Hull? Yeah, I stayed in Wakefield. So I just travelled. M62, it's not a bad run, is it, to be fair? What was the drinking school? The social? Um, I used to come back home. I did it in 37 minutes once. What, you in a fucking Chinook? <laughs> I, was in, uh, I was in the car that Leeds paid for. When I left, it was a Sierra two-litre sport. <laughs> Fast as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Before we started what, this, he went, my memory, memories. memory's terrible. <laughs> I can't remember anything. Yeah, remember how to get. You're coming back to me. <laughs> I love it. I'm not, I'm not happy with <laughs> You must have done well, because when they got relegated, was there four or five clubs after you? There was, yeah. I'd, um, I'd say Eddie Gray then became my agent after that. Um, he went out of football, became my agent, and they rung us today to say, there's a couple of clubs, because all get relegated, and I wanted to stay at that level. I think it was Sunderland. Well, it was, yeah, it was definitely Sunderland, because in the morning I've gone in to train, I said to Mrs. Look, I'm going for talks today with Sunderland. So I'll, be so, up in, I'll be up there in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> put, the, put the tea on, I'll be, I'll be there back in an hour. <laughs> so I said to Mrs. Start looking for houses up there. So, gone to training ground. They off we went. Eddie, Eddie picked us up. Says, "Oh, we're not off to Sunderland straight away. We've got to because he's, he's manager at Viv Busby at the time." I think. He says, um, "We're off to Port Vale." I says, "From Port Vale, I've got to ring Sunderland, see what they've offered, and there was someone at West Prom, so I've got to speak to these when we had the deal from Port Vale." So fine. So then we went there. He, Eddie sorted the deal out. We rung all these clubs. They kept marching it, marrying it up. Again, it was, we're talking. 7.50 a week back all that time and some won't go more than that where now it, it's, it's crackers what players are on playing like a championship level so like 7.50 a week but they would give like 20 grand sign on fees a year which was mint mm. you know what I mean that, that again so you moved and you, you get your coin so we did the deal with Port Vale drove home missus walks in buzzing look at this what I found us four bedroom just outside and all this and that I says not going there if you're off to Port Vale <laughs> Said, what are you about? He says, where's Port Vale? I says, fuck knows. It's two hours south <laughs> compared to going up that way. So I had no mobile phone About 25 minutes. <laughs> I had no mobile phone to ring to tell her where I was signed. But she was fine. So just before, about three months before leaving Hull, I'd gone for an edit, we played Newcastle, I'd landed, and I had this pop in my knee. And it's like, you okay, know, that's not right. Then I went to get it scanned and I'd snapped my ACL. Just in the end of the season. 
So they said, when I was under anaesthetic, said, we've moved, do not movement. He said, it is solid. This is where some can get away with it, some can't. It's what sometimes it will hit in my career. I did it again, and he could move it. He can, he can no way run on it. But he said, you can either build your hamstrings and your, your quads up and try and get away with it, or you can have the ACL where you be out for over 12 months. So I thought, I can't have that. I'll try it. So I used to go and train every morning, build on the weights, get it built up. And I played after two months, even though I had no ACL. But it, like I said, it had attached itself somewhere else. Which it didn't get caused me no problem really. And then when the move came up, I thought, shit, I've got to pass a medical here. But as I was leaving all they'd give me the no computer they'd have computers, but they give me all the forms and all the, the scans and the x-ray and the files. So you need to take them and give them to the, the physio when you get there. So I fair enough, so I'm driving down M sixty two and I was really posh at that time because I'd gone up class. I'd gone to an Astra GTE. <laughs> Which fucking had, hell, they're in 15 eight. minutes. No, it had electric windows on both sides. <laughs> perfect <laughs> for this fucking trip. So I'm driving along, I thought, if the physio sees my knee, no ACL, I'm not signing for Port Vale. And they were paying 300 grand, so it big bucks again. So they're not signing me. So I'm driving, so I'm looking through. Gets it right knee, but right knee up. X-ray, I'm driving up. Window down. <laughs> <laughs> Five miles further down the road, <laughs> another one. <laughs> but that's six, I mean, right me. So that didn't happen. <laughs> realistically, if you're the Dutch physio, they're not going to sign me, are they? We're no way to see So I get there. Destroy the evidence. The, pass all the stuff over to physio. Goes through everything. Um, sort of the deal out. So I need to go to doctor for, for some scans and whatever. So I'm oh, back in my mind, it's going to fall through, it's going to fall through. So I get to see the doctor. He has the records, checks my ankle, blah, blah. Then he says, um, they did mention that you had a problem with one of your knees, wasn't it? I says, yeah. He says, which one was it? Beautiful. My left. (laughs) (laughs) No problems, we'll have a little look at it. So x-rays, scanned it, come back. No problem with that, everything's fine. Fucking signed it. (laughs) Didn't have no clue. It was up fucking M62. Swerving round X rays. <laughs> so, he's he's walked in like a fucking uh, flick. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are so so great. <laughs> but the three years there I had at Port Vale probably my best three years for social, for fun, playing wise. Like I said, first year we got relegated, which you look back and it's little stories that come to you, which I wish you hadn't really because it's. And some women aren't the best either. But when you signed for Port Vale, rather than putting you in a big big hotel, they put us in like a guest house, like a big Victorian guest house. And Keith Houchin had just signed probably two or three weeks before. And I said, what's it like, Houchin? It's, it's massive, it's all right. And a lad called Tim Parkin, centre half, he was at Wolves. He'd been living there for two years. Anyway, we got to house. Nice house. Landlady and landlord, lovely people. But on night time, when you got your food... I'd always look at Tim's, who'd been there two years, and he'd have an extra chop or extra <laughs> fucking sausage <laughs> or more fucking... Everything, he'd come to apple pie custard, he'd like, I said, why has he always got fucking more than us? And I, in my head, I thought, I'm going to do something about this. So what are you going to do? How, what are you going to do? I, said, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just thinking on top of me. I said, I'm going to scare him tonight. I'm going to crack him in his bedroom. I'm going to fucking shit him up middle of the night. I said, it's not his fault. I said, yeah, but he's benefiting. <laughs> So I said, what room's he in? So he told me what room is like a massive old house, must have been seven, eight bedrooms. So I told me which room in. So we're all sitting watching telly at night. 
So imagine this now, just look back and think, I've just signed for 300 grand to a like, championship team or something. Fucking hell. It's just not seem right what I'm going to say. So everybody's packing up to go to bed. I shut off upstairs, go to bed out to tell us. And it's like, it was brilliant. So I thought, well, I don't know where I'm going to hide until I get in. <laughs> so big old, big fucking wardrobes. But it had them beds. Do you know what fucking metal beds where you could fill up pan underneath and you have a piss? I still do that now. <laughs> And they're like fucking with springs and all that. I thought, there he is. So I slid straight under bed. I thought, wait till he comes in, goes to sleep. I want to fucking creep out and fucking jump on him. Brilliant. In my head. <laughs> Laid there, looking to the right. Fucking, where are they? Fucking 10 minutes later, door opens. Fucking pair of fucking pink fucking slippers comes walking in. <laughs> followed by some blue suede slippers. It sent me to fucking landlord and landlord. <laughs> <laughs> so record signings laid under bed. <laughs> Fucking pervy Pete. <laughs> Laid under the fucking bed thinking, oh, what I'm going to do. Yeah. So you get into bed, they're having a little chat, side lights go out on. Men like, well, how the fuck do I get out of this? <laughs> Ouchie must be pissing himself in the fucking room, right? I had to wait until they'd gone to sleep, obviously. I thought they'd gone to sleep. And then SAS, crawl out. Door's probably on about where that is there. But I just didn't even look back. They might even have been watching me. <laughs> Back and then you put your hand up and where there's like a little little knob turned up. And it was an old out everything fucking creak. I can see me, I know they're looking. Fucking go out, shut the door. I thought, I don't know if they see me or not, but I found out later. Two years two years ago I went down to Port Vale and told the same story and they was in fucking audience. Oh, did they not they? No, they didn't know I don't They didn't know. But imagine this spring if they're just starting shagging. <laughs> out there. And then, <laughs> every opportunity. <laughs> you can't waste them. How would they get away with that? But imagine that happening now. Good crack from is it Houchin? Did you Keith say? Houchin, yeah. Great crack, isn't that? Oh, we had a we had a funny one where. Do you remember Paul Kerr, Middlesbrough lad? He turns up for training once. His car had broke down, and he couldn't get in. So his next door neighbour used to run a wedding and funerals. So he turns up one day in his hearse. So he turned up and I'm, I'm injured one day. So I turned this hearse and I'm thinking, what can I do with that? And the lads are going <laughs> training. We're going to nick his car. So what he's going to do? I says, I'm going to lay him back a bit. You drive it and we'll drive around Bursley, where Port Vale is. You can't do that. I went, fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> to who? <laughs> to me. <laughs> he went, you're joking. So everyone's going to have training. So I've gone and my training kit, my boots on. And I'm laying it back of this hearse. Wouldn't be hands like <laughs> So I said, ouchie, drive. I'm sure it was ouchie. Might not, I'm, I'm nearly 100% sure. I said, drive slow. So if you go quicker <laughs> on the bend, I'm going out a fucking window. So normal people laying here in the box, and I'm, I'm not much stability here. So we're driving around. He's going right slow. He says, Swanny, look, I can't see what's going on, can I? He says, look to your right. So I'm there. Drop my headset right. There was two old deers in this car at traffic lights. And it's like... And I'm like, still staring at that. <laughs> set off, lights turned, we set off. Going up early, went swanning. Lights had turned twice to green, and they're still sitting there. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking, it's wrong, isn't it? In my head, I thought it was funny. So, again, I got away with that one. Did you get many bollockings and fines and stuff for... All the time, yeah. Practical joke. Yeah, we had um, one of them. I'd been getting again two, three weeks. I'd come in on the morning, walked in, and my towel every morning was wet and screwed up. 
because you'll have everything set out for you. And I thought, who's doing that? And then oh, I said, I kept forgot the boat's name. It's Chris. Who's fucking Chris? Oh, I said that he cleans lads' cars down. I said, and they give him a couple of tickets. And then he comes in as a sauna, because he was sauna in the dressing room, as a sauna, shower, and get itself off. Yeah, I said, use my fucking towel all the time. So again, thinking, I need to get this come back. <laughs> <laughs> and the bloke's 75, 78. So what can I do? What is for? he for? <laughs> so I come back from training early. First one in, receptions, pair of scissors, love coming. Done the old school, cut his underpants underneath. Cut end of his socks off. Looked at my towel again, I thought, no, that's not enough. So I cut his leg, half of his leg of his trousers off. Looked at the towel, cut arm of his jumper off. <laughs> Thought that'll be enough anyway. He comes out, lads start coming in. He starts getting dressed, pulls his underpants on up to him. <laughs> he must think there's something wrong, so he pulls it down, doesn't know it. <clears throat> pulls his socks on, they just kept coming up. <laughs> they went, not having this, going to see the manager. So he puts his trousers on, and then lads have looked, fucking Swanny, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. His trousers, trousers missing. As he's walking out, he puts his jumper on, then lads start laughing because he's only got one eye. <laughs> Goes out to see Rudgy. Rudger comes walking up, walks in straight in. Swanny, is this you? I went, yeah. He says, uh, look what you've done to him. I went, fucking use my towel every fucking day, man. I said, what's all that about? Why can't you use somebody else's? I'll get your own. Bring your own. I don't even give him fucking, don't even wash my fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> so he went, right, that's all out of order. This is, um, he's paying back. He said, but the big problem he's got, where's his fucking shoes that his wife fucking bought for their anniversary? So I looked up and I'd super glued them. I see them. <laughs> I looked up and they're like, <laughs> you know, so the time to get that off and to cut plasterboard off, it cost me about 300 odd quid to get floors, repatched ceiling up. And fucking poor bloke. I did, I did feel bad to be fair. Even but, still, like using someone's towel, like, and then all your clothes are cut up. Slightly out of proportion. To be fair, I'm just thinking what, happen, what though, it? your thought process when you thought, that's not enough. Yeah, I don't know. There needs to be more. Yeah. yeah. Just the to... anger <laughs> that why he'd use, abuse me and why not everybody else that he gets the cars clean from. I know I know how he feels though, because I'll put my hat on later. Drinks <laughs> <laughs> break. Gents, quick break for our favourite headline sponsor. Batmates. Bad we, day for us all, wasn't it? I'm, Bad weekend. I'm yeah. crap at it this week. We were terrible. I'm we crap. terrible. But somebody come out on top. And how much did they take home? About 700 quid. Life-changing. I'm shit. I won't know what to spend it on. I think I'm complicating it too much. We're back with uh, predictions this, this week. This is your bread and butter. This we said before. lose, draw. The thing is, I don't know the players. Every single... You've no excuse this week, John. Every Premier League game. Of a Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. And Sunday. Ten in total. It's a few toughies, by the way. Yeah. Everton. United. Everton. United Everton. Arsenal Liverpool. This, yeah. Well, m- not as tough as Brentford Newcastle. Ooh, At Brentford. Newcastle. Villa Forest. Some toughens. Yeah, Leicester Bournemouth. All 10 Premier League fixtures. Saturday, Sunday. Get your predictions in. Yeah, Over Saturday the and Sunday. They've, they've we right. lose, draw. Then that you've just mentioned, go out, go anywhere, any of three yeah. ways, couldn't they? Just download the Betmate app and uh, you just predict, win, lose or draw, who's, who's going to come out on top. And one of you will get my fiver. And it's just a fiver, <laughs> eh? I'm going to win it. Winner takes the pot. I'm going to win it, I don't, you know you, I don't know if you can tell in the tone of my voice, but I'm low on confidence with this. You need a good result, John, to pick you back up again. Mm. There was one week where we all done crap, but you done, you were the least crap, but you were straight in the group, weren't you? 
Top of the tree this week, lads. Screenshots. I think that one I finished 48. Screenshots with green circles. Little crowns drawn on top of his name. Yeah, I think that one I finished 48th. Top of the tree. Fuck. I'm absolutely miles off it, aren't I? And obviously you've got to be 18 or over. And it's uh, low stakes. As always, throughout the app, it's only five or max. <coughs> so we're always gambling responsibly, so aren't that's, we? That's big reason why we're doing it. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah, please do gamble responsibly. So links in the description that you can uh, get directly through, or just find the Betmate app in your app store and get involved. Mm. Oh, and I nearly forgot. If you put UTC five in when you sign up, you get five pound free. So if you're not taking part already, you can do it for now. Get your five pound. Get involved. So you can try it for a week. Yeah. Free charge. Oh, and you'll be coming back. You'll be going back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. What were you like, Rudgy? Because yeah. I had him at Stoke as a, 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 got a job at Stoke. Yeah, but he didn't manage you. Oh, no. I think as a, as a manager, um, I had my best three years under, under John. Um, lovely bloke. Again, he, he had an eye for talent. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> um, but he brought some great players in and made good money for the club, and he kept the gl- club ticking over. So uh, what he did for that club, like saying they've got a statue and everything now, they're raising money for him, which he deserves. But yeah, he had an eye for talent. The way he used to play at three at the back, he had some quality players. And like I say, after this first year of getting relegated, <clears throat> the second year we got to the playoff final, which you probably want to talk about, won't you? And then third year we got promotion, but. The players he brought in, it was a good bunch. He didn't have the... He struggled to handle me at times, possibly, which he says now I probably wasn't the easiest person to handle because of my mentality. And it was only fun mentality. I was not a nasty person. I wasn't causing trouble to nobody. I was just messing about all the time, pinching ladders if someone's up on the roof and moving people's cars and cutting people, driving around in a nurse, which we all do, don't we? We do spare time. <laughs> Um, but it's just how my mind works and it still does now. I'm always wanting to mess about with, with lads in here and with girls, always wanting to have a bit of fun with them. Because I think put a smile on people's face it makes your life easier, doesn't it? So Unless it's that's what you men are like. Unless you use your towel. Yeah. Use your towel. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about Wembley though, because you, you went down in history, only one of three. That's English. the second or third English one to get sent off, which yeah. is probably the lowest part of my career. To Yourself? Fair. Kevin Keegan and Lee Dixon, is it? Yeah. Well, it, the build-up to it a week before, to be fair. We had um, we played an auto-glass final, which is another funny story. So auto-glass final against Stockport. Uh, so all, all your life as a kid, you want to play at Wembley, don't you? And I had an opportunity of playing twice in eight days with the auto-glass final. But me and Archie got a bit excited because we'd been down to Plymouth the week before and met a couple of his mates. I said, oh, come pick us up before the game, we'll go for a couple of beers. So they come to pick us up, went out to the local boozer, something to eat. We didn't have a curfew because they expected you to be in bed, you know what I mean? So we stayed out till 11, 12 o'clock. I'd had a chat with one at Butler bloke who was running around, how do we get back in rather than coming in the front door? So he gives a key for this spiral staircase and we get to the top, there's your key, you'd be fine. Me and Ouch, we got put in bridal suite. 
for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Carrotha Sherry in his room. Then there was a joining room. So we broke into theirs and had, so we had two Carrotha Sherry. So we'd like carried on drinking, playing cards. His mates decided to go off. Looked at his watch, it's like half past five. Playing three o'clock next what, day. In the autoglass final, final at Wembley? Yeah. And you've gone out on the Friday night? We're, well, we're back in by 12. Oh, oh well, you're all right then. You're in trouble then. <laughs> you've only half gone out. I know. So, <laughs> comes back half past five and I said, I need to get some sleep now. She went, I'm all right, I'm not even playing. Didn't realise that he wasn't playing. He'd just come down just and kept you up. No, so I tried to get my head down. So I wake up in the morning, missed breakfast, missed the pre-match walk, missed the pre-match meal, going to the game. Lads knew, obviously, come on, like, I can't get state of him. And I've seen a video of us getting on the bus, you know, they do videos for, for it. And everyone's getting on all smart with ties and everything. I walk with shirts like that. Jacket's half hanging off. Get up, bus. Lads, this one here stink. It absolutely stinks. So pile them with my mints. I've also got from where I am here, with a I'd arranged for a fifty-two seater bus for all family and friends to come down to see the son at Wembley and see my brother and sis sisters are all there. So on the way to the ground, can't even remember getting to to Wembley. Can't remember getting to the ground. Can't remember getting into the dressing room. Has Rudgy picked up on this. Like? No. You've, you've managed to keep your distance. Yeah, the lads had sorted it out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> get in the dressing room. Roger comes in, get his head out, lads, go, go sample the atmosphere. Walks out and he's imagining it's the hottest day of the year. And it's like at Wembley, no breeze, no nothing. Mm. I've walked out, stood in chair. Like, how am I going to get through with this? How am I going to get through with this? A big old pitch and all, in it? Massive, innit? <laughs> so I come back in, start getting dressed. And it's when... You'll have done it when you finish, when you're putting your boots on and you keep having to sit back up quick to order to fit focus. <laughs> so I'm fastening my boots. <laughs> I don't even know what, like, you know, presenting or you meet somebody for, don't you? No idea what that was. Even looking back, I can't remember looking back at it. Anyway, so we kicked off. Ten minutes into the game, I've gone up for an header and both my calves have gone. Pff, fucking cramp. <laughs> Ten minutes, Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> 52 seater 52 year old family <laughs> waving the flags and all that never saw comes physio comes running on and he's like obviously I'm sweating he can he went fucking hell so when I watched that I went forget about that just treat me ankle my calves are in cramp and he's like so when I he stick I went forget about that just tell Rudgett mate I've got on my ankle I'll, I'll get through it so I goes off I said no anyway so every time there's a chance to stretch I'm stretching I'm stretching I'm stretching because something else is going to go something else is going to go Anyway, get through to end the game. We end up winning 2-1. Man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> fucking honest. I've got the thing at home, the gold, fucking this, like crystal ball, autoglass final, man of the match. Big Pete, right? <laughs> Following week. Fucking ouchie. We're playing West Brom. 72,000 there now. Went to bed at nine. Got up, had my breakfast. Went through our pre-match meal. Got to the game. Same bus come down, waving to him up for family. <laughs> Loving it. Fresh as a daisy. Sucking it all oh, in. Oh, wow. It meant, I mean, waving to everybody's part of it. After an hour into the game, get sent off, get beat fucking 3 0. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me preparation for game. <laughs> which is the best way to do yeah, it? Which is the best way to do it? Sports scientists can stick it with their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> did for me, got me my matches. So did the, physio, did the physio not no, say out then? No. No. And the lads have done well for it as well because they, they could have gone the other way. None of them, we don't have them pissed off with you. 
There might have been at the time, but obviously I still performed, which I was yeah. completely wrong, and I, I'm disgusted with myself for doing it. I'm not proud of it. And I only say it because like people have asked me about it, and it's it's not the best part of your life you want to talk about and think, I feel like it's exactly that you'd let people down. I felt even worse the second week when I got sent off. And that affects everybody's players' contracts and if you get promotion. Mm. I did feel that week we got let down, but the bunch of lads we had at Vale at the time were mint. So we'll come on the bus after they're getting beat 3-0. So I'm sat at the front because I felt like I'd let them all down. Paul Kerge puts a bottle of champagne next to me, says, drink that, and you get back to back at the bus with lads. So they've all gone back at the bus. I drunk it, went back and got Rudgy back with us. I said, look, if you stick with us next year, we will guarantee you promotion. We will get promotion if we stick together. And we're all like, yeah, we can do it, we'll do it, we can do it. So within 10 minutes then, we've got sunglasses on, we're doing madness up and down the bus. <laughs> Overtake it, West Brom fucking fans were sitting there like. <laughs> we're like, they've just been beaten. They're like, we knew we were going to get promoted. And it was that quick, we just turned it. And we did, we got promoted year after. The old squad stuck together? Stuck together. Like I say, brought a couple of players in and like I say, yeah. we got promoted. So was that a, a regular occurrence then, a couple of pints on a Friday night? From a young age, yeah. I used to have a bottle of red wine and a, and a chilli every Friday, a bottle of wine. That was my normal... It was your preparation? Full preparation. bottle? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> The look of disgust there. Disgust. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> It was like a drinks culture, didn't it? I wasn't pissed. It was yeah, just like yeah. something you used to have. Only like three glasses of wine, innit? Just relax, you have a good night's sleep. You're ready to go next day. Never drunk up morning before a game. So that'd be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, do that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not tried it. No, that was my regular occurrence every Friday. And were everybody in the same boat with that, you think? Or? No, they weren't all in the same boat. Because I remember in a hotel we were staying when Man United were there. And me and Ronnie Jepson said, we can't have the the port coming up and down all the time. So we ordered six pints. So knock on door, blow up on door. Alex Ferguson stood the room straight opposite us. I'm like, blokes to be six pints. <laughs> it's like, good night, mate. Good night. Have a good night, lads. <laughs> I don't look professional, does it? <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good night, lads. <laughs> I don't know if thought they're all for me, but we had three each. Like, I can't remember good night. It just looks as if to say, fucking hell. <laughs> Finished them when we finished them, went and put them outside and in Beckham's room. I thought he could <laughs> see what y'all have to do in the morning. Put them outside his room. <laughs> Seems like you've had a good, you've enjoyed at every club you've played, been at so far. I have. I had a great time until probably what you're going to talk about now, yeah. Plymouth. Yeah. That'd Did you want to go uh, to Plymouth? Like, yeah, want, how it came about? How come so, you were ready to leave Port Vale? End of the season were coming to an end at Port Vale. And other players were getting offered contracts. My contract was coming up. But I think the manager wanted to wait and see what level, if they get promoted, they could offer better contracts, blah, 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 blah. And he didn't come to me. So I'd gone and said, why have you not? So I kicked up at the first saying, look, if you're not going to give me a contract now, I'll get off, I'll go in summer. Again, the same sort of clubs come up, like Wolves came up, West Brom, Bristol City, Burnley came in. <clears throat> I said to Mrs. Sass, I'll probably go to Burnley, get back up north. It's only over at Pennines. So I'd gone out with my mate in the darts match and the phone rang in pub because we didn't have mobiles at the time again you need to come home she says um, Peter Shilton's been on he wants to sign I went who's he manager of so I want I'm not a football buff like I don't keep up to what's going on even though we played in the same league so what club's he at she says oh at Plymouth I went fucking nice I'm not going to Plymouth it's fucking miles away so I says um, he needs to speak to you so I rung him up 
I says, um, what, what are you after? So I just wrote some figures down because I knew it coming to end the contract, what I'd want to go anywhere. And I just put an extra 10 grand a year on at Plymouth. And I thought, I won't take that. So I told him, so I said, leave, leave that with us. Next day, he brings says, yeah, we can, we can do that. I thought, fucking hell. We're going to have to fucking go. I said, we're off to Plymouth. <laughs> she went, where's that? I went, fucking far as you can go before you get wet. <laughs> so off we went. At that time, she, uh, Mrs. were pregnant with George. So like she's like seven, eight months pregnant. I said, well, when we get down there, we'll see what it's like. A lovely place. That's a lovely place. And like, say, we're looking for houses. And Schilt said to Peter Schilt, and I said, look, I'll come out. He says, there's an house next door to me. We'll rent this out for you. So I went down there, looked at this house, and big electric gates opened up, drove in. It's fucking massive thing. Next door to Schiltz, I thought, why does he want me near him? I don't want any players near him, do you? So up and up and walked in. Honestly, it was, it was like you see the top players living in now. Indoor swimming pool, sauna, gymnasium. I'm like, wow. I'm saying to miss it. All I could think of, when the lads come down, this will be fucking mental. <laughs> That's all I could think of. This will be fucking mental. Be <laughs> We're in here. No, nobody can make as much noise as you want. Have a good car. And I went, what do you think, love? And she got in car. She went, that's not an house. It's too big. We need something smaller. So we end up find this other, just on a normal street. It had a massive garden, like, but I wanted to go in there for a party for it, lads. <laughs> she won't do it. So we end, up having to, we end up signing, but it was brilliant because we'd gone down there. I took my dad down. My dad didn't normally come. So again, I was my own agent. So I've gone down there and what I told him I wanted over, over two years. So they had a, a press conference. So that, Everything's there, paper, media, fucking live thing. So I was sitting on doing the contract with Dan McCauley, it was, and Peter Shilton, Dan McCauley were owner. So just about to sign the contracts, like live on telly. And I looked and I thought, this is the, it's over three years. And so I said to Shilton, Gaffer, I says, this is over three years. I want it over two. Oh, I said, just get it signed and we'll sort it after. And I went, no. So I put the end down. <laughs> no. all, all clickers there. <laughs> yeah. I went, no. I went, what's the problem? We've got a problem. I says, yeah, yeah. I says, the contract you've got down to chairman. I says, that's what I asked for. The money I asked for it was over two years, not three years. So I said, no, you've got the wrong contract. So I sat back and I says, well, just sign it. I went, no, I'm not signing it. No chance. So they had to shuffle off. And he probably agreed it on, probably, Shields might have said to him, it's over three years. At that time, then they had to keep it over two years. So I just checked the dates, make sure the money was the same that I would ask for. I signed it, so I think I had them by the balls then. They give me probably forty grand more than they should have done. So signed the contract. Under pressure then as well, aren't they? With all yeah, the cameras there and everything, and you're going whispers, whispers. Sign it. Not sign it. Not sign it. Not signed it. Would you do the same? Uh, fucking right, I would. But no, nowadays an agent had checked it when yeah. they have one. Yeah. I just had my dad who didn't know nothing about football or all. It was just my dad. It's basically, it's another year of your life, isn't it? We could have been somewhere. <laughs> that you didn't want to be exactly, and I'll end down and stay here. But on big money, though, could you not? Were you not thinking I'm getting another year? No, because they, 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 they spread it they out spread over, it over right. three years. I think the sign-on fees were from like seventy grand, it was, and then the wages were somewhere like don't know, again, they're only like seven hundred quid, something like that, seven eight hundred. I can't remember exact figures, but it was big money from where it had left. It, it was a sign-on fee with a big bulk of the money, like yeah. seventy grand, two thirty-five, something like that, which. Because you come out about 21 grand, 22 grand. For me, I'm a millionaire because I've been brought up in council estate. So it, 
It was great. So as soon as it's time, my missus come down, moved into the house. And it was like, things started happening straight away when you come down. You know, you're thinking, I've dropped a bollock here. I've dropped a fucking bollock here. Started playing the first game. Friendly was against Coventry. I've run out. They give me the captaincy, which was the worst thing they could have done because they took it off Steve Castle, who was their main man down there. And what happened was, when I was at the port of where we nipped, we pinched by, I think, about a point or something, but Plymouth to race to get automatic promotion. And in one of them games or something, they kept showing a clip of me clearing the ball off the line against Plymouth. We've gone down right, crossed it, we scored. We got the three points. So we they kept showing this clip. If it hadn't been for the player we signed in, we'd have got promotion. So I looked at that and thought, that could be a big part of it. So the Coventry game come out when they announced my name. I was again gone for 300 or 350 grand. They fucking booed me. <laughs> First fucking game, pre season. We like, I'm like, wait until you see us fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the messages. I love the well, got, but I'll talk about the messages after. So God, I thought, what the fucking booed me for? And I was right, with people spitting at me. So I've not even played. I got man of the match in the game again. Not again, because I didn't get many, but got man of the match. I've done what I've done well. Come off. And the, the fans fucking hated me and took to me one bit. The players was all like clicky. Like they had a London-based London lot then. Like Paul Dalton up north, Pat Patterson, Edworthy. They was okay, but they wouldn't have nothing to do with me. It was like, because I'd say after one of these games, pre-season games, oh, we're going out for a beer. No, we don't go out for beers. So I went out by my son. Walked into a pub. The six of them stood by the set. Said, stood together oh, wankers I mean when you go somewhere I'm one that like puts my arm around it come on come join us yeah. that's when you move so far yeah so you'd expect a bit of fucking no we had none of that so when we moved in my next door neighbour looked out of the window and they had a big fucking massive outdoor swimming pool so my mates said um, we'll bring your stuff down this weekend says yeah come down so we'll have a couple of nights out so the lads come down unpacked all the stuff put in the rooms so what we up to so it was red hot so I went, they've got a fucking swimming pool next door. I said, they're not in. I went, you can't just fucking go use it. I went, they're not in. Who's going to fucking know? <laughs> it's like on the back fucking gap. No one's looks over it. It's only back from me. So we've gone around, fucking took us on a little shitty barbecue. <laughs> so fucking balls round. So all my mates, there's five of my mates on, on fucking sun lounges. <laughs> Playing fucking volleyball in the pool. Three, four hours fucking barbecue on. All of a sudden, a bloke appears at the gate. What the fuck are you doing? What? I mean, your neighbour mate just going out to say hello. Probably threw up. We just go out to say hello. <laughs> oh man, he took it brilliant to this bloke, and he probably only won a realist. But there's even another bloke I spoke to when I was down there. There's two blokes I spoke to. Bill, top man, took it. He went, "That's something I do, you know." And he, imagine if it hadn't gone the other way. Yeah. So he was okay. So, but the house was in. You'd be laid there all night and fucking, you know, noises, the telly come on and fucking keep things on. I thought, have you turned the telly off? Yeah. So if we can go downstairs, we can tell it on. So we had an electrician come to get this electrician. Could he take his wire and something wrong with it? Then you'd hear noises, you'd fucking hear things smashing. And it was just like, something's not right. And I'd tell him, built next door. I said, look, something's not right here. I said, it's all so and so. My missus, mate's a medium. I went, I prefer a small, to be fair. <laughs> she says, uh, so I'll come round. I'll get to come round. So when she come, I opened the door and she stood there and she went, oh, fucking hell. 
Dus voor mij, ja. Heeft ze aanzet? Ik zei, well, simpel, for some here. So she come in and she walk in that house and it's like, it's not feel right. And then I say, we had a great Dane, a different great Dane. We had a great Dane who used to sleep on bed with us every night. As soon as George was born, put him in his room. <clears throat> they would not leave George's side. He stayed outside his room every night. Would not shout. If shouted him, he would not move. So this woman did a research on people's choices. I found out that a little girl had died in the house. I said, can you know which room? We said, yeah, the room just at the top of the stairs where we'd put George in. So I said to Mrs. and the fucking, this is too much going on here. But it was like, one, just a one-off. It was regular and I'm not into that. No way. If you tell me now, it's like, if I never come across it, I'd say you're talking bollocks. Don't believe it. But I had to believe it because it, it was happening in my house. So I said to Mrs. Look, you'd have to fucking think of taking George back up north. We're not having this things going on so then i had to go to where uh, we're playing somewhere home but dog went well so i rung about need to get him to right, straight away they're going to put it on the drip and look after it overnight fine played in the game 20 minutes fighting the game gone up for an header lads come elbowed me i thought fucking you know you know that's not right that feels as soon as i touched it i could put my finger in my face i thought physio comes on fucking don't think he had his first aid fucking badge never mind a physio <laughs> says I thought I smashed my face. Now he looks feeling everything's fine. I thought it don't feel right. My head felt like it caved in this side. Like 20 minutes left. So he says, ref said, you all right? I went, yeah, I'll play on. So I played to end the game. Game's finished and I can't see my eyes just closed. So I've come off. Doctor thought I'd best get to hospital. Took me to hospital and I smashed my cheekbone in three places. So they had to drain it, operate overnight. I'm in hospital, I'm in operation. Dogs in fucking vets. Living in a fucking haunted house. <laughs> so, wake up in the morning after my operation. They ring me, phone rings. Come pick um, Z up, he's fine. Ready to take him home, bring her up. Can someone go pick, can your dad go pick dog up? Vets is fine, yeah, brilliant. An hour later, phone rings. She's in tears, what? Dog's dead. What? Dog's collapsed, walked home, just fucking dropped dead. And people say to me, like, what happened to Plymouth? Why do you like Plymouth? So fucking vets killed me dog with fucking living in a haunted fucking house. <laughs> fucking players don't like me. The fucking, what more do you want to fucking go right for you or go wrong for you? Hell. What more do we need to know about Plymouth? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's getting better. This is probably three months in this. <laughs> is it? I've got, I've got a two year contract. Could have had three. Did you ever get ghost? So I moved out. No, there's another one. So I'm in house one afternoon. She's gone up north. So just leave me to it. So all I was left was a bed. So I left myself a bed in the house. So afternoon, come on from trail, I thought I'm off to the pub. So I went upstairs to get in the shower. There was a soft ball, do you know, when you've got kids and they put them in them little nets in bathrooms, you know, just to keep them occupied. So was, even though he was only fucking two, three, yeah. she had all this ready for when he grew up. That sponge ball at the top of the stairs, so I managed to keep up twice and flick it. <laughs> and the picture, there's a picture on the wall up there, you'll see of my dog. There's a picture there and I hit that picture. And as it hit the picture, I had smashed downstairs. I thought someone's put my window through. It was that bad. So I fucking had a towel on, fucking straight downstairs, run into the front room. And we had got a Royal Dalton figurine of a Great Dane, exact same as that. And it was smashed in front room carpet, pieces, legs, tail all over head, as if someone had just smashed it. And again, I'm not into things like that, but this what stuff that was happening. So one of the players, I won't mention his name, he said, he's coming down, he says, don't know if it was his missus were coming down. It might have been his missus. 
I said, look, don't book into an hotel. I've at the house, all you need is a bed for night. So he says, uh, that's fine, cheers for anything. So I went home, giving keys. So he said, I went out at night, so I left everything in darkness. He says, come back after his meal, we come in, telly was on, all lights was on. And I just said to Mrs. Stay in car, we're not staying here. So he went in the house, <laughs> took her clothes out of wardrobe, went to book in the hotel. They won't stay in the house. So it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, be fair, went, I reckon it went landlord and landlady from that B&B. I think, <laughs> yeah. wardrobe, I, with TV remote, I'll get the fuck on back. I think, I, think I'm, I think I'm putting up with me for pool next door. You know what I mean? Just wearing, swimming around his pool, barbecues and stuff. At least, you, at least your football was all right. You're getting on well with the managers. and Oh, no, man. Peter Shilton. People ask me what he was like. He's a legend. We all know what Peter Shilton's done in the game, what it was like as a manager. And to be honest, he was fucking useless. When I was there and the three months I had with him, probably it can't have been that bad the year before because he got on to a point away from getting promoted. So something must have happened. I'd go and knock on his door and walk in, and they'd be like fluster of all the papers and all fucking racing post and all that. Rather than then he'd move them all, then he'd have shoot and match underneath and all looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not doing tactics? So you go out and warm up and everything would be around goalkeepers throwing and catching them, I think. Then as we were getting the sack, I'd gone to one of the uh, like you know, like calendar we have up here on at local news people. I said, Look, I've got an exclusive for you. This is like three months after being there. Got on it because players hated me, fans fucking hated me. Everything seemed to be going wrong. I sent my missus back up north. I says, I've got an exclusive for you. Come round at fucking two, three, five, six o'clock, a piece, whatever. Oh, brilliant, what is it? Until you get there, I'll give you questions to ask me. Just fire away. So I'd set them all up for one question. So they're asking me about why. About, um, Enjoying it here? No. How's your football doing? No, not enjoying that. Not black. The last question is, uh, Pete, can I ask you, why did you come to Plymouth? I went for the money. Uh, Blunt as that? I said, yeah. I said, and Port Vale have tried buying me back a couple of weeks back. Um, and if I could go, I said, I'd walk back. I'd set off now. Might take me four weeks, but I'd walk back. <laughs> and it was like, brilliant. So that went in news. I went in training next day. And I think Russell, not Russell Osmond, but later one. Steve McCall. Steve, Steve McCall. He took over and he went, no point in coming, he might as well fuck off a couple of days. After what you've been said, so perfect suits me. So I'd get me sent off and go on. Back up to Stoke, because my house back up in Stoke. So you did like, hate it, didn't you? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm only halfway through this. Get loads more if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the, why the lads were still off with you. I don't understand. The big thing was they took the captaincy off their main leader, which, when you look back, it was wrong. Steve Castle was their main man, and he was a driving force. He was the captain. So when they give me the captaincy, he came out last. The lads all kept the distance from me. Even when we were playing, like we'd do set pieces, and like before I got up for the corner, they'd already take the corner. They took the corner. I think it was like I've been crew or Walsall. I remember keeper with Trevor Wood. I used to be at Port Vale with. They took the corner. As I was still coming up. Ball would come out to me. And I was fuming like. As it comes back, I smashed it on the half folly, straight in top corner. So it was like, up yours. So as I'm running back, one of the lads come jump on my back. So I've just just elbowed him out and I've just gone to the middle of the pitch and given one of them to <laughs> so all fans of today, fuck off. <laughs> and that was early. <laughs> the best part of it, first game, come out, I was on walking in, get out of my car, come in. First time Bookies was in the grounds. Says, Pete, can I have a picture? New signing at the Bookies. Says, yeah, what price am I? Just got first goal. Said, 20 to 1. 
So I put 20 quid on, 20 quid, 20, put in my pocket, got out, kicked off, corner, fucking, as it's coming, someone's shot, hit my leg, fucking flies in bottom corner, 400 quid to Big Pete. <laughs> <laughs> And I tell you this now, I got promotion with Port Vale, which was mint. I got relegated with Plymouth, and I got more satisfaction <laughs> of getting relegated with Plymouth than I did with Port Vale. <laughs> That's how much I respect or disrespect what happened. Because they treat me like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm, I think I'm a nice bloke, but people listen to this and say, of what you're saying, you're not, and you're drinking, that's unprofessional. Yeah, I understand all that. But as a person, you get to know me, I'd do hope for people. Go back to the Gary Speed scenario. I'd do hope to look after people. And when they come to the club, I'd take them out, look after them, do hope for them. At the time they had down there with me in training, they won't speak to you. It was like, Christmas do. I said to Oddie, I went, I can't go on Christmas do. He said, well, I said, well, they'll kick off. I went, well, I've got to show my face, I'm captain. And they're all gone out. On um, in bad taste gear, so I've gone out to this boozer that we're in. I walked in the Oji who didn't drink anywhere, he was driving. So I stood at the bar, and Kevin Nugent walks past. They haven't said hello to me, out and pubs packed. So Kevin Nugent walked past, so Kev, so I went to like grab him, he's caught his shirt, and as I caught him, a button like pops off. His... So he's turned around and grabbed my, grabbed me. I think, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm in my normal gear, I just come out to say hello, really, and just buy him all a drink. And he's grabbed me and he wouldn't let go. And I'm like, Kev, let go of yours. It's like a shit shirt. He probably paid a quid and got it for no. So I'm like, but you could see he would not let go. I thought, what do I do in this situation? I'm in a pack pub. I've got a fucking bloke holding me. I thought, in my head, that's only one way out. So I said, look, you could get off. So I went to push him away. As he pushed him away, his head's come together. And obviously, I headbutted him. <laughs> <laughs> I had to release that. <laughs> As soon as the contact was made, <laughs> fucking hell, everybody. Okay, Corral. Oh, they're waiting for it to happen on that alt team. So, like, like, backing off, backing in car park. Alt team. Onto you? Yeah, they're all like fucking wanting to have the same throwing. It was like, it was mint. If you'd have videoed that, it would have been funny. <laughs> so, I was doing the Michael Jackson on the way out. But I couldn't get him off. And then next day, we're going to training. So, I've gone straight in and said, Look, Kevin, need to have a chat with you. Just said, Look, apologies for other days, but. It's all in drink for yourself as such. And it was never nicey-nicey. It was just from and then it was after. I'm just trying to picture the, the captain of the football club and the rest of the team in the gap part went into fucking chin you. That's exactly what it you was. You must have felt horrific, though. Like It changed me. And it. I became a man from the, for that year. To, from then on, it just made me... Because I was on my own. And the scary thing about it, the people that vote and say you're the worst of signing, fucking love all that. <laughs> I wish I could have been worse for them. But I couldn't be. But when they did a vote at the end of the season, I come third in the play that year, and that's how shite I was. <laughs> but I had to carry on playing because I'm self-employed at the end of the day. I thought, if I toss it off, I'm never going to get away from here. Move. So I ended up getting a, a 200 grand move to Burnley in, in end. So he just looked back and thinking, it wasn't all me, even though everything that went on. But there's that, that's just touching on base of a lot of stuff. Like we had my car slashed. Uh, my missus got rammed off road because I had a, a club car with my name on. <clears throat> the window screens got smashed. Fucking Rosset rammed off the road. Um, what else has happened down there? We got one there that you can remember? No, just the uh, Neil Warnock situation. Oh, that was that. That just fucking icing on the cake. <laughs> 
What a bell end, isn't it? <laughs> I, I listen to this and I can't believe how many people like him. I've had him twice as a manager. Never played a game for him. Never played one game. Um, I so think he comes in at Plymouth. Had you had dealing with, with him before? You've never played under him, but has there anything gone on? I think some did go on, yeah. But <laughs> when I was playing for Hull against Notts County, um, an incident at the end of the game, Warnock's on the side of the pitch, shouted on to break somebody's leg, which he were known for doing that back then. Don't know if he did it later in his life. But he shouted on. And Lee Palin looked at me, who was the player, he said it to which was Lee Palin, my midfield player. And after the game, Lee Palin sprinted after him. So I've <laughs> run after Lee thinking, what's going to happen here? So as he gets in the tunnel, Lee and Warnock's having a bit of a to-do. And I went, look, it's not worth it, mate. So I'm trying to pull Lee off. But then he Warnock was smart me, what he was saying and things. So I said, look, get off him. And something happened. This is where I had uh, something went, I lost me, my thoughts for a bit. So I went into the dressing room, standard manager at the time he come in. Next thing you know, police have come in. So when you've left Neil Warnock, not mentioning what happened, when you've left know, Neil Warnock, he, he's, he's on his ass. I believe, I believe he might have been. I never looked back. I, didn't, I don't look back yeah, in life. I don't know Whether he was there, stood there, I don't know what happened, but police came into a restaurant. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Police came, police came into arrest one of our players. And Stan said, look, if you're arresting one of our players, take him, I've got a job to do. And he said, the policeman didn't know, no, the two of them, they said, well, they know it is. So they're looking round. They'd like, look, if you don't know it is, get his hand out. So the two coppers went. So that's... No evidence. No evidence. Because I, I had a blank. I don't know if Lee's might have a different story to it. Mr. Warnock might have a different story to it. But for me, everything went blank. <laughs> and then he became a manager at Plymouth. <laughs> right. Are they, are they, I think I'm not. I'm not fucking Hercule Poirot myself, but I've half an idea. No, I'm a different sort of person, character. <laughs> Maybe the heads coming together. I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened. It might not have happened. It might be in the in mind. You know. <coughs> Twenty-eight. So end of the season, they've got relegated. So I'm buzzing. <laughs> two days, two, 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 three weeks before end of the season, I'm thinking this is dragging out. They're relegated. And we played Birmingham. I thought, I'm going to get last two weeks off here. So I went and tackled that Kevin Francis round his waist. <laughs> Red card, thought, seven days, two last two weeks, I don't have to come in, sort of thing. I'd be going to find for it anywhere. So I caught him second half, and I run from far side, straight out tunnel, straight in, grabbed my dress, grabbed all my clothes, straight into my car, set off back up motorway. I've got my kit my boots still on, driving up motorway, listening to a game that I would been playing in five minutes ago. And just set off to start with 20, 25 minutes left at game. I thought he can ring me if he wants me after, because Russell Osman was in charge. So I said, I'll leave it to him to ring me if he needs me. And then he didn't bother ring me first, but get me a fake up tickets and get me him either. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Because you I said before about the last couple of weeks. When you you crack your eye open and Stan said, Oh, will you play the like you know how much you love football, what yeah. you do for yeah. managers, but your head must have just been God, to, be, to, do, to do something like that, you've got to be done, haven't you? Completely yeah. done with the situation. I was close to walking away from it. Then I'd, that many times where I'd sit by myself and thinking, no, you can beat this. Because I was literally on my own. And it was so funny. I used to drink a bit more than afternoons, but I thought, no, you need to get your head together here because you need to play well to get out of here. So that's why I knuckled down with my games. I didn't give a shit about what the results were. I just wanted to, I was like playing for myself. Yeah. I'm saying, one of the games, Andy Cummins, centre-half, six foot three. 
it was getting battered all the time. He just wanted to, next time there's a goal kick, can you come and play on my side? And went Edo, I went, fuck off, get on with it. Do your own thing, I'm out looking after myself. So that's what I ended up doing, to be fair, in the end. So when they got relegated, I'm thinking, how do I get out of here? I've got a year left now of this. And then Warnock came in. <laughs> so we had to go down. I can't remember what he said to me. But he took my club car straight off me. That took off me straight away. So I bought a bike to go into training, pedal bike, which is fucking funny. To him training on my pedal bike. <laughs> He's trying to bring all these players in, like Little John's, I think Ronnie Morgia might have been there, Kevin Blackwell, bringing all his coronies in that Snow's hung around him and some out of his ass for all that time. I'm not saying that these players did, but he had them sort of people that. His clique. Yeah, his clique. Saying hanging out of his ass is wrong thing, isn't it? Mm. Probably higher up than that, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, it was like, I needed to get out of there. How am I going to get out? He wanted me to play. I said, look, too much has gone on here. Try to explain it. You need to sell me, get rid of me. So they still owed me 35 grand, which was the best bit. And they'd stopped paying me. They hadn't just stopped. They'd not given me tramp me sign-on fee. They had stopped paying me wages as well. So like three weeks, they hadn't paid me sign-on fee and my wage. So I rung Vince. Okay, this is what I can do. This is a um, PFA. So they've got, got an embargo on the club now. The power is in my hands. <laughs> I've got Warnock by his bollocks because he's trying to bring all these players in, all these trialists in, trying to make things happen and all that. But unless you pay me, not know what's going to happen. So how come they stopped paying you? Like, what, was there a conversation? What, no idea. No, it just stopped. No wages. So I've gone and said, why I'm not being paid? Don't know about it. I have to go see so-and-so down to chairman or whatever. No idea. Just stopped paying me. So all these trialists, and we had a trial game, obviously I'm, I'm playing at reserve team. I remember chipping Kevin Blackwell from halfway line. I got him for a tackle to smash somebody and he moved. So the force of the shot went over Kevin Blackwell, who's come on trial, and I've chipped him. Got shirts off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what the fucking keeper? What the fuck's that from signing? Running around pitch as I've kicked off. And I'm still running around pitch. And carried on. Then I'm booting little John into fucking trees at side and fucking but just causing absolute fucking havoc. Thought, well, he's got to fucking pay me or I'll get rid of me one or other. So, end of day, down to you. Then he comes and says, right, I've got your deal. Um, Burnley, want you? So I thought, perfect. So get yourself off to Burnley. I'm like, as if to say, fucking get out of here. So up I go to Burnley, get on train, fly up to Burnley, have a chat with them. They says, yeah, we'll give you wages I was on, plus we'll give you 20 grand sign-on fees. Ring the um, Plymouth, says, Every, said, is everything sorted? So I went, yeah, I'm ready to sign. So I just need the money from yourself before I sign. Oh, no, you're not getting that. They're giving you that money. I went, no, you're giving me money to leave and I'm not signing for these until I get the money. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. I went, well, I'm not fucking signing, so I put phone down. Went back to my house in Stoke. Time I got there, phone had rang. Well, if you're not signing, you need to be down here at morning. We've got a pre-season tour down, further down the country, wherever they used to go all the time. So he says, um, when it was short on players, you need to come down. So I went, fine. So I knew then I've got to do everything by the book. Yeah. Says, if I do what wrong there... I'm knackered. Mm. So I got down there, quarter to eight, or half past seven in the morning, waiting for the bus, went and sat on the bus by myself. All players come on. Never said no, just walked back at the bus, walking past you as if I was fucking invisible. But I made sure that I was there with my bag, first one there. Took us to the first game, because he was struggling with players. He picked his team, and there was 15, I think there was 17 players. So he said, right, these are the room partners. He made a, made a point of it. These are the room partners. Slam rooms together, met with the wife. Oh, there's an odd one, Swanee. But you don't like any of these players, do you? So I'll put you by yourself. Is that all right? All right, smarmy and sarcastic. 
So I didn't say no. Anyway, game kicks off. I just went, and because I've come third in the Player at Year Award last year, the fans, some of them have took to us a bit, if you know what I mean, because I thought, he's he's giving a go, to be fair. Mm. You know, they're not daft, are they? He's giving it a go. So as the game's playing this pre-season game, I just went and sat in stand and even sit on bench with fans. <laughs> so the game's going on. Half time, to go in. I said to the fans, come on, we'll go have a kick about on pitch. Then Tanai comes, can you please get off the pitch? I'm pretending to the lad, no, you'll be fine, you and me, you're all right. <laughs> we're going berserk, so we've got all fans on pitch. Anyway, come out for second <laughs> half, I go sit back up in stand. Mark Edworthy runs past and says, Swanee, this is, um, you're playing second half. All right, so I'm sitting there in stand with my tracks up top on. Kicked off and I'm, Warnock didn't say no to me, because he was like about 10 yards in front. So I'm like, I am playing now. So I took it off, <laughs> give it to the lad, went and just run on pitch and started playing. Every time ball come to me, I turn round and smash it at Blackwell. Uh, <laughs> came, come for an header, and I'd go out, then I'd let it go and let lad run through and have a chance on goal. <laughs> and it's like, substitute, Swanee, off you come. So I walked over, went, nah, I'm not coming off. Turn around, get an answer. No, oh, if you want me to come off, come and get me, I'm not coming off. So referee's like, well, what are we going to do? I'm not coming off. <laughs> so you have to stop, bitch, pick me up, take me off, but I'm not coming off. So they played the rest of the game and I was just causing bollocks. And it was like, they had a, they had a, <laughs> a when they had a free kick, he had a, a saying, I can't remember what the saying was, that you can only do it once every night. Everybody runs out to play them all offside. I fucking shouted it in a brilliant. So the, the ball fucking run, I took two steps that way, played about eight of the ball on time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking miss, they like. Yeah. Oh, it was like, brilliant, I'm loving this. That's what I'm saying. So I had to make it in my favour. You know what I mean? The fun side of it. So we're down there after that game. We've fucking gone on a night out. And again, curfews, you had to be back in on a curfew. So I was next year I was back in on curfew. So no hassle. Next day, there's a game. So like, there was Warnock, Blackwell, other, whatever the people around him. Now coming back into the hotel, I've just gone and sat in the middle of them while they're doing like the, the talking. You've got some set of bollocks on you. Oh, just sat in the middle of them with the paper. Went to the bar, got an orange juice. Just thought, not getting done. Blackwell's like, sorry, uh, should I put in your room? It's like half 10, 11 o'clock. So I can't read it paper. <laughs> and there's silence. So you don't think you should, should be in your room? I went, only one person tell me to go to my room, that's my dad. My dad's not here. So I wanted to read paper. I'm not doing no harm to nobody. I'm like, I don't want to go to my room yet. Just leave me alone. So... It seemed for ages, but probably half an hour, 45 minutes, you just sat there reading or just staring at a paper just to piss them all off. I mean, half an hour, 45 minutes is a long time. It would be sat around yeah. the middle of some people. And someone comes in, I think might might have been Matty Heathcote or something like that. He was late. So I think one accepts something like this up. So if someone's late, then it's like, let's show team spirit. Everybody, he's got a fine. Why don't you all play his fine? Put it in together, team bonding. So they all said, yeah, we'll do that. Black, I'm not paying, fuck all. I'm not part of the team, I'm not part of the squad, I'm not paying no, oh, come on, Swanee, you need to do this. Like, Shut up. From then on, it was like, we need to get him out. So while he was there, he said, Swanee, need to get you sorted. So he said, well, come see me in the office in the morning. So I went to sit in the morning to see him. I said, look, I says, um, you owe me 35 grand, I'm not going until you pay me 30. He said, well, I spoke to the chairman, they'll give you 15. He says, I'm not going until I get 35 grand. So he walks out, come back, he went, he's up to it, he'll give you 20. I went, what, you're not fucking listening? <laughs> What don't you fucking understand? <laughs> so I'm not going until you give me 35 fucking grand and I'll get out of your face and you can bring your players in that you want. You can sign them. So he goes again and it's gone for ages this time and I'm thinking I'm going to have to text somebody here just to get out. 
He comes back with 30. Says, yeah, that'll do. I said, I've won, Anna. And he couldn't say no, so he went and gets some signed. And I just say thank you. And then he sarcastically gives me this piece of paper in front of me with train times on to get back. I said, no car out. I'm still on my bike. He's <laughs> <laughs> just equalised there, aren't yeah. it? No, I'll go fucking two one up in a minute. <laughs> so it gives me this piece of paper. There's your train times because I'm in a rush to get off, he says. So do all the paperwork, sign everything, come out. And I believe it was his missus that was sitting outside in car waiting to go. So I opened back door, threw my bag in, <laughs> sat, sat in front seat, let her cross. Ben, I'll give her a kiss. I says, all right, she runs to the station. Yeah, no problem. So she sets off. Does it look around like that? To the station. That's two one swan, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to imagine you turning around and, sh- and, and shooting at your own goalkeeper in this game. Yeah, I'm doing everything. Just booting it out, letting them run through. <laughs> what caused no harm to the other team? It was just like, just get rid of me. I didn't mess about, I did mess about there, but for the fitness-wise, I worked hard because I knew I'm not going to get fit mm. whether I'm going to be here or somewhere yeah. else. So I had to get fit, but to annoy him as much as I could, yeah, I did annoy him as much as I could to get out of there. But eventually, I did get the money and... Went on to Burnley and in the went to Burnley dressing room, sat down there and my head, I remember fastening my boots, not feeling fuzzy this time. I was looking at my feet and I could hear northern accents and it was just like a breath of fresh air. The weight seemed to lift and I looked up and just smiling at everybody's like, this is mint. I'm back home again. We've done, I don't know, 250 of these and that's the first time I've had a description of everything you've done to get out. It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) You like a you yeah. like a stinker. No, to get out, yeah. That is, would you say that's top? That's that's up stink there, of that. the stinks. It makes it more impressive because normally when the players in dispute with a club, you've kind of got your other teammates as like allies, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like they'll be saying, oh, "What's happening?" and they'll be helping you out, and you've got them to lean on. But it sounds like you were <laughs> one man run, yeah, completely yeah. isolated. Yeah, but yeah, when Burnley was miles better. Just a relief to get up north and. The lads and the players and everybody about it, it was like, I'm back home here. Change again as a person? Yeah, I was miles better than as a person. But I look back at the Plymouth time and that made me. And it just, so much went on. And some of it was out of people's hands, but a lot of it was in their hands. The players, the fans, they could have all took to me. What, what's wrong with that? Could have at least tried. But they the players are the one that disappoints me. Yeah, that is the one that disappoints me. Because like I say... When you know when you come to a new club, it's like you're a bit, not scared to go in, but it's like it's like starting school, isn't it? And you're like yeah. looking around, who's going to be? Someone's going to be sarcastic. Someone's going to take the piss. So you like wait for the first one to have a go at you, but there, it's good because no one we can support to you. So. <laughs> the way you talk about it, it seems like there was a decision made before you'd even arrived. Possibly among the, t- I don't know. It sounds just like it's the captaincy thing, but that's not not your problem, is it? Not your fault. No. So Stan gets potted, and then no, this is sorry, this is. This is then Bury, innit? Oh, no, I went to see, went to Stan at Bury, who was like, I said, look, you come and play for me, but you're playing as a centre-forward. Something like eight games in, I scored six goals. I'm like, do you know in paper when they're downside? I'm like second behind somewhere that I was. Stan pulls me and went, fucking else, want to. I've had some interest, a lot of interest. You keep on like this, I'm going to lose you. I didn't score rest of the fucking season. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't fucking score. <laughs> went a penalty, I took a penalty and missed it. Come score. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> how strange is that? Just do you th- were, were it pressure or that? No. Or that, or it, were it just, just weren't happening? Just weren't happening. 
fucking hell. So I just I couldn't score. <laughs> it was mint, absolutely mint playing as a striker for that for that year. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like a breath of fresh air. The pressure's off you. But saying that, then strikers need to score goals. The pressure's on strikers. Mm. But when it feels like you come from a centre half, it might. If it don't work, you can always go to centre half. Yeah. I mean, so while I'm scoring, it was like in different class. So I'll go. I'll go with it again. Stan gets potted or leaves. Yeah. And in comes Neil Warnock. Oh, fantastic! Wasn't it? What more could I ask for? <laughs> what was the time period? Like obviously. Stan goes to Burnley, and then are you... No, Stan don't go to Burnley. End of the season, end of the Bury season, Stan takes us all the way. So we've got a lad's trip to Marbella somewhere. On the flight coming back, because don't forget, he's bought me from Burnley to yeah. come to Bury. So on the plane coming back, he comes to sit next to us. This one, he says, um, I've got an opportunity of managing Burnley. He says, what do you think? But he lives in Burnley. I think he's a Burnley fan as well, so he's, he's a Burnley man, he's Stan. He said, what do you think, mate? He was scared of going in and all going past you. I went, Gaffy, it's an opportunity you've got to take. So I said, but what I will say to you, if you go, you've got to take me back. Because the only reason I left Burnley, which is a great club, is to come play for you at Bury. Not like I said at the start, I'm playing for the manager, not the name above the door. Mm. He said, so I want to come. You'd have to take me back. He says, well... I'll see what I can do. I said, no, you've got to take me back, otherwise... We're, <laughs> we're, we're leading again. <laughs> you've got to take me back, Dan. Yeah. So we landed, and if, I don't know how many days after he, he gets the Burnley job. So that was the World Cup year, because I was down at the World Cup, because Dave Batty got us tickets, and we're sitting with um, Gary Neville's dad, is it Neville Neville? So we're sitting with all them, and Neville Neville wore, might have been secretary of Burnley at the time, and Don Robinson was like sitting in front of the chairman. And I remember him turning around and saying, Swanee, they've got your new manager when you get back. And I went, it's not, is it? He went, it is. <laughs> I said, well, you might as well give me money now then. <laughs> might as well pay me up now. So I'm not playing for him. He says, yeah, no. He says, um, enjoy yourself. I'll see you when you get back. So when we get back, then to see the chairman, I said, look, they got me 10 grand. I says, you might as well give me 10 grand now and go. He says, I'm not going to play for him. I went, we'll see what he does when he comes in. So I'm sitting there, comes in the dressing room. Comes around, shaking hands, talking to everybody. I'm sitting there with my hands crossed. Comes to me, just walked past me that next front. <laughs> and I was like, fuck's happened there? So I had to tell him some of the stories, what happened previous, the reason why I wouldn't, wouldn't speak to him. That's when he used to send me off with Gardner to do training. And, <laughs> with and Gardner? He'd say, like, <laughs> you can't do this and you've got to be in at certain times. And like he just said to me, you might as well get off to Burnley. That's where you're going, Swanee. He was just... Oh, we had one pre-season game and I'd been out on the piss afternoon because I wanted in the squad and they were playing Aberdeen and I was on the bench. They put me on the bench. So squad had gone up, you know, all printed out. So like Dean Weston, someone was injured, might have been Lenny John Rose. So they were going out. Somebody going out for a beer with us. Yeah, I'm not in the squad. He must have got the, the fucking ear of it. And come, someone's come in and brought Swan up bottom. So I'm back in the squad. I said, like, fuck that, I'm not, I won't be involved. So we've gone on the piss all afternoon. Come in. Fucking shouts numbers out. I'm number fucking 16, so I'm on bench, fucking blind door. <laughs> Playing Aberdeen is friendly. So. <laughs> so I thought, I can't sit on bench because he smells it. He'll, he'll have me bollocks off, won't he? So I kept sitting outside. And then near the end, probably about 15, 20 minutes left, he said something on the lines, get yourself up or get you sent up. Get you sent off, you're coming on or something. Or get you sent off, I can't fucking do that. So I run down to the corner flag, run past the corner flag, down into the tunnel, into the dressing room, picked my clothes, went to my car, Threw my stuff in the car, had a tracks on, and we were staying in like a pub hotel down the road. 
fucking sprinting to this pub because I couldn't, I'd had a drink. I couldn't leave me. So I just fucked off. Next morning, I come in, he's like, pulled me straight in. Where was you? Told you you're coming on. I went, I thought you said, get, you're not coming on, get his head off. I was <laughs> <laughs> so fucking him off. Yeah. He said, send what? He said, I didn't know. Not, not, won't be coming on, get his head off. So I was went, like fucking Forrest Gump running down to the pub. So I couldn't come on. Craig Ignat and I were playing. <laughs> oh, my word. So how, how long then after did you manage to get away? From him coming in to... I had um, a few little room. training sessions with Gardner first and Paddy <laughs> Kenny were there. Because I went to see chairman. I said, look, he's going to pay us up. And he was just laughing. Chairman was brilliant with Don Robinson. I've seen him a couple of times since. So you were a nightmare, weren't you? I went, no, he was a nightmare. I only like I was because of what, what's happened. And if you look back at the Plymouth, it wasn't Warnock's fault, really. He just come on the back end of it. No, yeah, you were having a nightmare before that. Yeah. He so just got the brunt of it. He was like, I just need to get out. It was just one of them where you're thinking, he come at the wrong time and it didn't happen. And I just got myself the opportunity and he went, yeah, get yourself off. So I went, signed back for Burnley on a three. And then I did my cruise not long after that, to be fair. And then I was struggling. That's when I ended up going to going to York, where I had Terry Dolan, which they said, don't knock people on the way up. She might need them on the way down. And Terry looked after me when he was at Hull. I always kept in touch with Terry and he, I had a, let's say I had a friendly for him to show how, how fit I was and it was the worst I've ever played. And he went, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Fucking hell, I hope it's improvement now. Got a bit of a decent contract. So he said, I'll give you a contract to end the season. This is at York. And then we come back from pre-season, he just said to me, look, as long as you're fit, on Saturdays, I'm not bothered. So first pre-season game was against Man United. Oh, so his last pre-season game was against Man United. And their midfield that day, there was Beckham, Scholes, Keane and Giggs. There was the midfield for. And it was to do with one of our one of ex-York players going to Man United. But before the game, I'd gone to warm up and the shorts they got me was like skin, skin tight. I thought, I can't play, I can't bend in these. And I put a bit of weight on in summer. <laughs> I wouldn't look a right cunt playing. So as I'm going out to warm up, it's like long cagoulong to cover me. Ass. To cover me ass. I thought, in the meantime, I've got to send one of the kids to try to club shop to get the biggest shorts I've got. <laughs> so here you go. So I'm on pitch warming up and I've seen this looking, you know, the mascot. It's like a big fucking Yorkie bear, whatever he is, with a big fucking head and that. So I said to him, <laughs> so I said, Oi, Yorkie, come over here, pal. So bloke comes over with a big fucking head like. <laughs> what I went, see them shorts you've got on there? Get in the dressing room, take them off and put them on my fucking peg. He's <laughs> like, what? I went, them fucking shorts, I need them on my fucking peg. He went, okay, Pete. So as he runs off, I've looked, I thought, Fucking hell, I went, and by the way, cut the fucking tail off. <laughs> so I come in, I'd actually put them on my peg with a cut mark, you see, yeah. But luckily, lads have been to club shop and got us. <laughs> but yeah, that fucking game, they were fucking brilliant. You don't realise how good quality the players were. Yeah. They had a free kick deep, and Skulls comes up to us, and, like, and he's looking and looking and says, watch what we do here. He said, Beckham takes a free kick, he smashes it into me, I drop it off. Flicks it around far post and Giggs comes in for a volley. I went, fucking no chance. You've told me what I'm doing. I'm going to tell everybody. So I've told them all down line what I'm going to do. Just about to take the free kick. Skulls looks at me, steps towards me, touches me. I took a step back. He turns in. Beckham smashes the ball in. He drops it. Fucking. And I thought, no. Giggs comes around the back, fucking volleys over at crossbar. I thought, they fucking told us what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to hit the target there, the one. <laughs> but after that, 
like I say, I'd gone for a challenge with Beckham, which being a Leeds lad, and I thought, it's my last game, probably this might not might be Miller. So I had a challenge and missed him. And he saw me come in. It was 60 40 in, in my favour. Saw me come in, stepped aside, and I bounced on ball. And he just said, If you want it, you can have it, mate. If you want it that much, right, <laughs> cunt. So I'm coming out after the game, easy like a turnstile, waiting to get picked up. So he's not come out of the main entrance. And I've walked past and I said, Excuse me, pal, you come out. He went, Don't worry about it. He says, it's fine. Shook hands. Give me mum and dad. Shook hands with my dad. Give me my mug. And he got his boots out of his thing. He went to George. He went, hey, this one, you can have the boots. And George went, I don't want to give him a back because I'm a Leeds fan. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a back and he took it on his chin since then. But it wouldn't worth a mint now, wouldn't it? Fair play to him, though. Fair play to him, yeah. Fair play. Were you glad when it comes to finishing with the injuries? And I know you said you were pain on the painkillers. Yeah, the last and... game was against Chesterfield for York. And it was the first game of the season. And I knew my time was coming to an end because I was just getting frustrated. I couldn't twist, I couldn't turn, um, I couldn't move. It was like, this is not good. And I got up for a corner, and Steve Blatherwick's like nudging me and like pushing. I went, Blathers, come on. I played with him at Burn. I said, don't need that. And he did it again. And he's like, Blathers, can you give us a rest, man? He did it again. I just turned and again, my head seems to glance ease. <laughs> <laughs> got the red card. Black tie. In fact, John Burrisford had just turned up at the game to watch his knee, just sat down and he saw him walking past. He was sitting with Billy and went, Where's Pete going? And I saw he's gone off. <laughs> so I've just been sent off, and that's that's end of the ah, career. That's all finished. No, no. I think Zeus is hungry, isn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's after my he's after my socks for dessert. Well, you look, look back at it all, fond memories. But obviously, apart from the the obvious fond memories, loved my career, no regrets. I, things like what I used to do and what I've done, I, I thought I'd do it the right thing at the time. So I've no regrets. I've moved forward now. I've got my own care company, which is more rewarding than actually playing football, which I can only say. I'm in a better place now than ever. Yeah, I'm glad to pop to this, Come on, get down, bigger. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, top man. Thank you for having us. It's been a nightmare, hasn't it? Oh, dear. Well, top man, Swanee. Cheers, lads. Don't we take him for a walk or all?